Okay, hello and welcome back to Anatomy of Mixtape. This has been a it's been a long time. Last episode we did was MF Doom. And that was two episodes. Oops. <laughs> 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 uh, I think in the last one we said we'd do a a bit more regular schedule, but you know. We lied. Yeah, we lied, so I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you were anticipating the next episode, so were we. We yeah. at some point we had a few and then we kind of just forgot. But but here it is for you guys. Yeah. Here's that next episode. There are a few know, like but, technical yeah. glitches in our shit and it kind of fucked everything up. Well and, and then the holidays always holidays fucking suck, and then, man. Like yeah. We this, always say we're getting all so much shit done and then we don't. Yeah, it so. just always happens. It's uh, but that today we're going to be doing a mixtape uh, of the original format that we did when we first started mixtape, and that is going to be of I missed this the Beastie Boys. I missed yeah. this, yeah, just very so casual, going, this, yeah, you know? casual hit it, you know, yeah. And mind you, the band we're talking about today, um, this band right here, if you guys can see that on camera, um, is regularly listened to here, pretty fucking loud. Um, you know what? That's funny you say that because it is regularly listened to at my house as well and yeah. in my car regularly. I would say even before we started doing this, I was kind of on a Beastie Boys kick again. Yeah. And I was listening to him almost every single day. And then I was like, hey, wait, we should do... <laughs> you mentioned mixtape. I was like, yes, mixtape. What hey. should we do? Oh. Well. Beastie Boys, right? <laughs> I've been listening to the Beastie Boys since I was like... Five years old, but I'm gonna say that it was primarily listening to the song that they're most known for initially, which is "Fight for Your Right to Party." Fair enough. Which man, is a song you won't find on this list. It is not on, this, not list. on this list. I was I was kind of surprised because um, when you opened it up to say, "Hey, you know, all these, you know, the the greatest of," which we yeah. tend to kind of avoid, right? Yeah. Um, which I still try to do a little bit with with my list um, as it becomes relevant through the because I went oh, but then I sat there and it had some relief because there were a few tracks particularly off of Paul's boutique where I was like ah oh, fuck I should have added that and then yeah. I went and saw what you threw up and I was like oh look there's overlap there perfect yeah cool which uh, I I was assuming there was going to be uh, because I mean they have a lot of the songs that are they have so many songs that are really good and. I don't think there's too many songs or even albums at this point by now that I haven't heard fully and through, like through all the way through. Um, Life from the Burrows is one that I've messed with very, uh, in a very limited sense. Yeah. Um, you know, but as you know, but looking at this list, it's very, very clear where our heart lies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is what the Lion shares three albums. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm more familiar. I have a certain perspective of the Beastie Boys uh, because I grew up with Fight for Your Right to Party on MTV, hearing it all the time, seeing it all the time. And just thinking they were just a joke band, you know, it's just funny. I mean, you look at the videos themselves, even with like No Sleep Till Brooklyn or fucking uh, She's On It, which was like one they did before this. Like, they're very tongue in cheek. Well, sabotage and yeah. the video for Intergalactic, you yeah. know, just they kept on with that like humor. They're just a bunch of fucking nerds, man. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's cool. Like. Yeah, and I think uh, before we get into like any more uh, depth of it, uh, so when was the first time you heard the Beastie Boys? Um, you know, although. A few years after you were five, but but probably about <laughs> the same time that you yeah. know. But you know, as a kid, oh, you know, I was aware of the song or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, then 
really fell into particularly uh, License to Ill, like in college. And, Same. And, you know, License to Ill still sits, you know, high on my, you know, knee jerk, you know, top 10 albums, you know. Yeah, you for sure. Go yeah. back to, it's like, oh, it's, it's somewhere. And I would say it's, you know, top half somewhere. Um, All right. Or bottom half, closer to one, however you want to. Yeah. Okay. Put it. <laughs> um, I would say, of course, I had mentioned earlier that I listened to them when I was a kid. And it's because I had MTV and my dad was always watching MTV. And he, I mean, he found the video funny and the song funny. And so did I, obviously, right? There's a bunch of guys running around throwing pies at each other, breaking guitars. It's all fun. I'm surprised they didn't just throw eggs in that. Like, yeah. You know, right, that would have been more on, more on theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, like a lot of the lyrics are kind of like that in in uh, license still are fairly dark, you know, but like dark with a sense of humor attached to them. Oh yeah, I mean you got fucking MCA. I was talking about how he's got a fucking you know barrel to your neck. You know yeah. what are you gonna do now? Yeah, and shit like that. Like, I mean they all talk about having guns and doing things with wiffle ball bats. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, but again, it's all like kind of done in fun. And I'm sure you listen to uh, No Dogs in Space, very thorough history. Yeah, and boys. Uh, so, um, so listeners, we're not gonna go into you know go go check out that series though. Uh, yeah, if like you wanted a, like a thorough history of the Beastie Boys, this is not the episode for you. Yeah, I would say this is more of a accompanied. Uh, you can accompany it to uh, fanfare. Yeah, this is just you know yeah. stuff we like from this group. Um, yeah, but, you, anything you want, sort of in depth of sort of the albums, the songs, the history, go check out that podcast. Not that we promote podcasts necessarily, but if that's what you want, that'd be the place to go. Yeah, and it's it's well done. Yeah, um, very well done. Uh, Carolina fucking researches her ass off, and it's it's really good. Yeah, I don't know how Marcus has the time for it, but it's funny because they they are actually kind of slipping into the same yeah music like podcast months. hole that we are because <laughs> just months and months of nothing and because then when get, it came to the last level of underground stuff they're like okay we're gonna do this series and then take like a week or two off come back with something small for and then, a couple of weeks and then head another series last and, time they were on was same time we were in november yeah <laughs> so so maybe it's something with a yeah, music podcast know. when you have other ones in the bay yeah i mean they're they're just they're sometimes they can be kind of difficult to get through so uh but since we're doing something like this it's a little bit more um it's just more fun, more casual. And if you out there who are listening or watching maybe on uh, YouTube, if we have this up on YouTube, um, if you have any songs about the Beastie Boys that are not on this list, let us know in the comments or check us out on social medias and you can tell us there uh, whenever you have the chance or if you feel the need to. Or if we got all the songs that you like yeah, right on the spot. Then, but hey, I can great. guarantee that we probably missed something. You know. Oh, more than likely. Although that, you know. I tried to be as thorough with a top 10 list it's a lot harder because you have to like really condense shit. You have to pull shit out. You have to throw shit in, you know, like. Well, this is why I had, you know, it was kind of almost an honorable mention for me, but my one addition from Live from the Burroughs, like, right. it was just was like, okay, this is a fun track. It still hits the, but it still felt that it really hit the spirit of, right. you know, yeah. the boys, you know, even though it was, what, almost 30 years later that they did that? Because yeah. I think that album came out in, what, 2005 or some shit? Um, it was sometime around, I think, Early 2000s, because I had heard something that it was done just after or came out just after 9-11 or something like that. So like Words. it kind of like fell through the cracks, you know. Um, that's another thing. I didn't even realize for a long time that they had done anything since uh, Hello Nasty. Yeah, Spotify did learn me something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I was, I was going through it and then I heard the podcast and I was like, oh, shit, like that's true. I thought they were just like B-sides that they were just throwing out after the fact because they weren't doing anything. But apparently they were, but it's just that. 
uh, they weren't getting as much notoriety at the time. Yeah. Um, so as far as, uh, like I said, as a child, then there was a long time where I didn't know anything about the Beastie Boys going on, like that they were doing anything. And then come up upon Ill Communication, um, Sabotage, the song, which is also is not on the list, but is a song that I would feel should be on the top 10 list. I think it's a great song still. I never get tired of it. But since it's been done a lot, as far as like people from like favorite songs of the Beastie Boys, I figured we'd just leave it off this list uh, because it seems like everyone's go-to. So how about this? If you have a go-to on your Beastie Boys list that has not is not on here, that's an honorable mention for you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> just assume that it's on here somewhere. Um, <laughs> had a lot to call. And yeah. I mean, then, at, the, at the end of it, we'll call out some honorable mentions. Um, but as far as like the main two, and I suggested Fight Free Right and Sabotage as the two main ones, because they are the top two songs that are on their uh, profile. So I figured we'd just take those off and explore everything else. Or at least it would open up two slots. But still, yeah. Fight for Your Right still isn't my favorite song of theirs in it's, general. It's super fun. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy it, but it's it's not one where I don't feel bad about skipping it. Right. Like, I, and I don't think it ex- shows their full potential either. Um, there are many other songs that are way better on License Hill, like way better. Um, that just that song just happens to be the one with the fun video, the fun lyrics, and people in the '80s just really had to fucking that, party. That, so. that party lifestyle, man. <laughs> and then these guys, you know, just capitalized on it, right? <laughs> um, and you know, the the one thing that, about the Beastie Boys that I found out later on was that, like, I didn't even know they were the same guys because it, they had a totally different sound. Because I was used to License Hill, Fight for Your Right guys. Yeah, so when I came upon like, them again, I was like. Are these the same guys? Like, uh, yeah, particularly stuff like on ill communication. Yeah, like, ill communication. But then I saw the "So What You Want" video, and I was like, these are not the same guys. <laughs> are they? Are they the same guys? I don't even know. Again, I was used to the Mike, Mike D, the hat, the glasses, the big old chain, you know, and um, Ad Rock with the hat. I would still, <laughs> I would still love to just have a compilation for you know, it'd be shitty like VHS, you know, rips from early shows they did but yeah. when they're wearing like their fucking adidas yeah and do rags and <laughs> yeah, shit sure. just like <laughs> yeah i mean I, I don't know what it was going on in my head because i always thought that i go you would look the same right you would kind of act but then of course so many years had passed between the time i saw them when i was a kid to later on in the 90s that it just kind of threw me for a loop and then i saw that they had other albums i went back and i was like what is this check your head album i go are those instruments that they're carrying it's not the river beastie boys right like it just threw me off completely and did uh, pique my curiosity to go and check them out and further. Yeah, and that one is that that point is fucking interesting. You know, when they're carrying instruments, you know, as brought up in note, the note on space coverage. But you know, first two albums, yeah, they didn't know how to basically play their fucking instruments. Oh yeah, they were still pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, there's lyrics and even um, Ill, Ill communication where uh, Mike D references uh, or even a. Uh, uh, MCA references the fact that he likes playing, playing bass, but he's not very good at it. <laughs> but he's still trying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's that's respectable. You know, they weren't too full of themselves. They were still, uh, they seemed pretty uh, down to earth people. They just were fans of music and they just liked making it. And that's one of the things I do like about the Beastie Boys and why at this point I've never gotten tired of them because they always put me in a good mood. The the energy you get from kind of listening to them is just fun. Fun, dude. I get some, you know, get shit done energy. Yeah, like, like it's, it's somewhat cats. energetic, right? No. It's just that 
it's not anything, any, there's no somber shit in yeah, there. Which I guess just, is another way to say energetic, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but I've never gotten tired of the Beastie Boys. I've heard the same songs a shit ton of times, and they put me in the same mood every single time. And, at, I mean, I can safely say at this point, the Beastie Boys are probably one of my top 10 favorite groups of mm. all time. Just because of that. There's never been a point in time where I've listened to the Beastie Boys where I'm just like, oh, no, like, that's not good. Um I just always have a good time and it puts me in a positive mood. I mean, uh, they even mentioned in the, that podcast that, uh, and I didn't realize until now that a lot of the songs on Check Your Head have a very positive outlook on things. And, you know, at that point they were kind of in the shitter because like they had no money, real no money they had no money. <laughs> and they're just trying to like get their stuff back together or like re regroup. And there's a lot of positive lyrics and just a positive vibe in that whole album. So, I mean, the goddamn song is called Gratitude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, anything you else you want to add about the Beastie Boys before we get down to the list? Jeez, no. Just uh, really, you know, check out that No Dogs in Space uh, coverage. I think there's like four or five parts of it. It's, it's good for a long drive um, or a, a series of longish shorter drives um for sure but um supposed to be some um you know the i'm not sure what all other materials out there but you know the research the materials they use you know probably encourage people because i mean i like music history stuff so yeah. and i assume other nerds like to know a little bit of background about groups or whatever and so check out those books too you know just go find whatever their sources are i mean i've just been too lazy to do it myself but <laughs> Plus, I mean, you know, plenty of shit on the shelf still to read. Oh, yeah. Still losing my mind. And I think I have like a list of pictures or just a whole bunch of pictures on my phone of books that I want to read, including music, um, <laughs> music history stuff. And I have stuff like on my uh, audio books that I'm still going through that are music history related. Um, but there's just so much stuff to read. And I wish you had like... Just like almost like a whole year off completely. <laughs> yeah, just I'm going on sabbatical. <laughs> and maybe we need another <laughs> pandemic year to get us through so we can read all these oh, books. Oh, don't worry about it. Bill Gates is working on it. <laughs> I think there's a new variant coming up. So well, I think it's called Delta Cron. <laughs> oh, I did see something about that. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. You know, maybe maybe COVID got cured after all because yeah. of the Ukraine invasion. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think so. <laughs> um, so, Daniel, I'll let you go first. Uh, I'm going to start with my top, my, my number 10 and work my way down to number one. Uh, you can choose however you want to go through that as well. Jeez, oh, I... Uh, I am going to play a little bit of the song in between. So, uh, yes, go ahead. Didn't really think about particular ordering on this. Um, yeah, the, I, the I, I neither did I. I kind of I think my my real solid top songs for them are probably from five and down. Everything else is kind of just in there. Yeah. Um, so first one I picked, uh, and it was one of those, um, you know, Janelle almost threatened violence if I didn't throw it in because it, it's such a fun, <laughs> funny ass song. And yes, you know. It is problematic. It doesn't really hold up well in 1996, much less 2022, you know. <laughs> but um, the song is just fucking hilarious, you know, and we listen to it all the time and just, just giggle, you yeah. know, and, <laughs> and, and it's girls, you know. Like it's, oh, yeah. Very very problematic song, yeah, but very. hey, it, it has a catchy ass beat. <laughs> it's you know? so catchy. <laughs> and just, <laughs> just bouncing along. And I think um, 
didn't Carolina talk about that too? How she yeah. was like, you know, dancing around and she's like, wait, this song is fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is a little bit. barbershop quartets that they get into, you yeah. know, like, or whatever you want to call it. Back in the day. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's just so fucking funny. <laughs> I know they, they had mentioned that it's like uh, basically a ripoff of uh, some song from like the 60s. Yeah. I think it's Shout or something. I think, I that think was it was. I think that was a yeah. song. But I mean, it's just amazing because, I mean, you know, these guys were just... You know, let's think about another song on the fucking list, uh, which I just didn't put for default for some reason, mm-hmm. but you brought it up. Um, but the, you know, first track off of License Ill, Ryman is Stealing. You yeah. Know, they're fucking pirates. <laughs> yeah. And they steal the fucking beats, and it's hilarious. And I think the the one thing that I've overlooked about the BC Boys is that I'm always listening to, hearing their lyrics, and they're just talking about how they rock the mic kind of thing. <laughs> but then you re- you go through other songs, and like, there's these whole stories that they tell, you know, and then they put themselves in certain personas, of course, that are not them yeah. in any way. But it's just... And it's just fucking great. Yeah, like characterizations of like who they think they're maybe like their villainous sides are yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but girl girls is a fun track girl really is so fucking um but yeah again the lyrics are problematic nowadays and i I have again heard and read that they have apologized for the song but it you also have to take into account that the whole album of license tale is just tongue-in-cheek from beginning to end, but still, like it's kind of a joke. It is a joke, the whole like the lyrics and stuff like that. But the music itself is like amazing. Like oh, it's fucking great. Just, I mean, it's kind of like you know, you almost want a time machine to get that moment where you know the three of them kind of figured out their sound and yeah. finally pushed it out. And that one, you know, and it's, it's very strange because I don't know, it doesn't happen overnight, but it, like it almost seems like it happens within like a year or two. But I assume that they're just kind of doing it over and over yeah. to kind of just like weed out all the bullshit that they got to go through to find that sound that they're looking for. Awesome. Okay. Um, I was debating up until right now, this is the last moment, that my first song that I'm introduced is the song Get It Together. Um, this one's so good. And that is uh, featuring Q-Tip. Um, I had a few songs that I was trying to like decide from ill communication which that I wanted on there and I'll tell you which one that I probably took out from this particular list uh, which will be probably an honorable mention uh, but it is Get It Together and it is featuring Q-Tip and it is it's just a fucking great song to hear them they're kind of like almost oh, duetting with someone else you, you know? know and it's just oh just love Tribe Called Quest too yeah like, they are great uh, we were listening to this track mm-hmm. on a road trip uh, a few months back. I think it was for Christmas. And went, oh, you know, threw on, you know, fucking, uh, wow, their first album name is escaping me right now. Oh, the Tribe, uh, tribe Called West? Yeah. And I used to have, we used to have like the vinyl for the longest time. That, uh, worked, I don't remember. So now I'm going to do the search of shame. Yeah, of course. 
Um, again, I chose this song sp specifically because it just has a really nice groove, and it was just kind of kind of refreshing to hear someone else guest on their songs. And I, I think Bismarck he had done it a few times, and he's always in the background or he's doing something. And I know he was hanging around all a lot of these recording sessions, and um, I think this was the first time I got introduced to Q-Tip, and I just really liked his flow, the way he delivered the lines and stuff like that. And it was their second album, Low End Theory, that okay. I that I threw on was just like, just like, oh, this is just so smooth and fun. Yeah. And just that's the thing. His tribe was good. His and voice is so smooth, you know, and, and it's very much a contrast to the boys. Uh, yeah, these boys like ratty type of about that. Like it's you know this this refined smoothness that begins to these you know whiny you know <laughs> yeah. these little brats. Kids, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just fascinating. Yeah. You know? but but it still works. And yeah, it does. The one thing I really dig is. You still seem to have that flawless, you know, let me just pick up where you left off. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Which is one thing I love about early hip-hop. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> I think the the only time I felt that that reminded me of old-school hip-hop is when I heard Triumph from uh, Wu-Tang. And, like, they're just going one after the other. And I, I just thought it was funny because, like, once, if you're in the very beginning of the song, like, we're not going to hear from you later on, right? Because <laughs> yeah. there's, like, nine other people to go through, you know? So um, when I heard that, I was like, man, that's some, that's the kind of hip-hop I like in particular. Um, and I've kind of just come to realize that about myself, that uh, when it comes to hip-hop or rap in general, I like that multiple people on the mic and uh, like either sharing off, finishing each other's sentences, or, like, they each have their chunk in time and they just kind of go through it, you know? Because uh, you don't get tired of that one person for too long because yeah. they kind of just switch it up on you like think of like YouTube whenever like they're doing the fucking camera shots and it's just like clack 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 you know you gotta, get, gotta keep the listener or the viewer engaged or else they might taper off you know yeah and so I guess if we do put a video of this you should do that effect. oh yeah that's gonna be there uh, alright perfect yeah <laughs> but yeah that mm. but that is my first track and that is get it together hell yeah uh, what about your number nine Daniel well Pretty sure we shared it. Did we share it? I think we did. No sleep till Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be so. Uh, we'll talk about it now. So I'll just mention it whenever it comes up on my list. Uh, no sleep till Brooklyn. That's the song is so fun. This is this has been my alarm for the longest time. That's hilarious. Like, it's never a point where I get tired and it's like six in the morning or six thirty. Whenever I have it, I have a set of like multiple alarms. And I just hear the no sleep till I'm just like fucking wake. <laughs> like it's it's a jolt that Dude, gets me. I up. can't put music as alarms because I end up in a dream state where like yeah. the song becomes <laughs> relevant in the dream. Well, and I see that happened when I was listening to the uh, the glow from uh, <laughs> the Last Dragon soundtrack. That the intro was too smooth to come Wake, in. Like waking I, up trying to bite bullets. So they <laughs> <eat that stuff>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to go like get some like fortune cookies and shit. <laughs> Uh, and the other one was um, Sledgehammer from Peter Gabriel because it has that and I'm just it doesn't wake me up until I hear that <laughs> oh shit but uh, here's No Sleep Till Brooklyn if you've never heard it for God's sakes get up and check it out it is still one of my favorite songs of all time from the DC Boys video is great too so I, I might overlay some of the video on this right here so Jeez. you can check it out uh, but it is it's just a fun ass video, and fucking Carrie King from Slayers in there. And what I love is how these guys, <laughs> all three of these guys, can just sync up and yeah. rap as one voice. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's elements of it in this track, and then um, 
definitely on. Looking at our list here. They do that quite often, though, I would say. Yeah. Um, when everyone's, anyone's doing their part and they all kind of just come together as one. And it has like a nice, again, they have very bratty, whiny voices, but oh, it plays the sound well. of science. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. They do so well on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think in this video, they also bring in like, uh, there's like so many characters on stage. I've never think, I don't think I've ever seen this video. Then you should watch this video. Because like during the solo, that's when fucking. Uh, there's like a gor- the guy in a gorilla suit playing the guitar, but then like Kerry King comes out of the way and just bashes. That's him. fucking. Cool. And then you have Kerry King when he had hair, <laughs> like just wailing away, and he has of course what does he have? A fucking Slayer shirt on. But I think uh, I always found that weird. But then I realized uh, after some a bit of research that uh, Slayer was on Def Jam also at the time that, that Beastie Boys hilarious. were on there too. So it's it's kind of strange that. A thrash. So Russell Simmons just came up with like, yeah, hey, a cool little twenty-two and like, (laughs) man, I think I personally think that like the guys from Slayer were just like, oh, we're just gonna give us notoriety. Yeah, like Like, I, I, he didn't look like he's like hesitant in any way. Like, and on top of that, I mean, I fucking saw Kerry King uh, playing. Dave Grohl's drum tech in the Studio 666 movie. So I'm like, I think Kerry King's willing to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You got at least a sandwich involved? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you see him, uh, this like heavy thrash guy in a hip hop video with a bunch of kids, right? I mean, seeing him in that movie also... Like as Dave Grohl's drum tech, while Dave Grohl's trying to like find a sound, and he's just kind of just rolling his eyes, like, "Oh, here we go." I'm just like, "Man, put Kerry King in more movies, for fuck's sake." <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be in more fucking movies. But yeah, so this this uh, "No Sleep Till Brooklyn" is just one of my favorite tracks from the Beastie Boys, and it has a true story about Russell Simmons in it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, he was smoking dust, dust in the in back, back yeah. of the bus. Wow. Yeah. Russell Simmons is also in the video too. Oh, word. yeah, he's like all over some one of the the, the dancers, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure all that was legit. Like that wasn't any fake stuff. Like I'm pretty sure Russell Simmons was doing some really fucked up shit back in the days. So. Well, yeah, I mean, they just actually he didn't know he was going to be in the video. He was just like <laughs> 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 fucked up. Tried to yeah, get did, on just turned the camera on him. And he's just like. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> 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 oh shit um, Alright so We're going to my number 9 And my number 9 Is a song that I didn't hear until like Probably like late Like middle 2010s Cause I didn't, wasn't like I was again I wasn't aware of some of the albums that came out after the fact mm. Cause I just Got on Spotify And so you kind of just explore stuff And see how oh they have these albums They have these albums Again Last I had heard was from <clears throat> heard of the Beastie Boys was um, Hello Nasty, mm-hmm. and a song, and that's also an album I didn't explore to way later also because I just heard Intergalactic. That was a fun song, um, but I was still kind of stuck in the ill communication, check your head, and license the old days. Well, it even took me a while to get to get around to check your head, yeah, because it just just. Audibly, it sounds bad. Like it's 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 just difficult. It's a very to, indie type of yeah. Uh, it's record, just yeah. it's it's just you know it, it's so it's it's awesome because it has 
you know, the very raw garagey sound. Yeah. But then it, it's hurt because yeah. it has that raw garagey sound because you know you're just trying to listen to these dudes, particularly like kind of you know, even after going through the album bunch, casual listen, I miss so much. Yeah. Just there's, like there's a lot or whatever. There's just, a lot of shit on that that uh that album, like, there's a, so they always put like so many songs on there, and some of them, like, there's so much of instrumentals. <laughs> and I'm like, are these like just porn instrumentals? Because they could easily fit into some kind of weird 70s, like, exploitation film if you want to, you know, <laughs> like, they could easily fit there. And I, I think at that point in time that they were just exploring, like, how to create a lot of the quote unquote samples that they wanted because they were hearing all this, they were just getting them from records, but at some point or another during Check Your Head. I know well, they decided to like let's play the, uh, the instruments and then we'll just extract those. Well, and how many hundreds of thousands of dollars did they get away with, like on royalties on the Paul's Boutique? Boutique? Like it was I think insane. it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, quarter million dollars. That's crazy. It's <laughs> so crazy, and they just they just kind of just snuck on by. Yeah. You know, I'm and, sure I'm sure they've had to recoup for it. Like, oh yeah, for sure. But <laughs> well, I I was watching a few doc, little mini documentaries on YouTube, and one of them was an exploration of Paul's Boutique, and they were breaking down some of the songs and a lot of the samples that they were taking from. So they would play the sample and then how it fit into Paul's I Boutique. I love videos like that. Yeah. Um, there's ones that they done for MF Doom in that yeah. regard as well. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. It's like, okay, because you get like the OG. And I, I prefer it when they say like, okay, you know this song, but they'll, but they usually will bring up the OG and then right. show how it got fucked mm-hmm. with. And yeah. I just, I like that approach other than the other way around because I don't know, maybe just well, they, they, personal preference, I guess. Uh, another thing is that they showed was that like in one of the, I forgot what Paul's Boutique song it was. Where they like sampled the Beatles like four times, like four different songs, and like they just like slow down stuff, or they just like blatantly just let that clip just play in there. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. They're fucking. But I mean, they did it intentionally. Like that was intentional. They were just gonna say like, just put everything in there, just go for it. Um, So uh, my number nine track um, is one that was later on. It's from the Hot Sauce Committee Part Two, and it is also a fun video if you haven't seen it. It is make some noise. Also has one of my favorite intros from Ad Rock in here. Because he opens up the song. I don't know why that lyric itself always gets me every single time. But I I will say this, though. A lot of it has to do with Elijah Wood selling it as Ed Rock. (laughs) Because that's also what makes it fun, you know. That's hilarious. Like, Elijah Wood was... I think he wanted to be a Beastie Boy. Because he's fucking in there, like, giving it all he can as Ed Rock. Right, you know, like, you know the way they go and, like, follow the the, the camera? They're doing that shit, man. It's just funny. Have you you ever seen this video? Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll show it to you at some point or another. But, um... Uh, you have Danny McBride playing Adam Young or MCA, and then you have uh, Seth Rogen playing Mike Dean. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> and they're all <laughs> they're all dressed like they just came from the party from Fight Superior to Party. <laughs> so, so they all have that getup on, and they're just going through New York, walking around, just causing a bunch of trouble and That's shit like that. Funny. Yeah. And you have a shit ton of celebrities in there. Uh, you have Ted Danson. He's mentioned in the song, by the way. Ted Danson's in there. His wife is in there. Um, you also have uh, the guy that came out in uh, Orlando Bloom. He's playing like a homeless guy, like washing cars and shit like that. It's this is great. Just, uh, check cool. out check out the video later. But like, there's a Word. whole bunch of people in there. But it just seems like this song puts me in a, like a really good mood because 
Um, first of all, the beat itself is great. I like this little, that little, whatever the fuck is going on in the background. Um, <laughs> but it's got a bunch of like little uh, verses within that I just like a lot. Uh, I think uh, MCA says, uh, uh, give me the scalpel to make an incision. I'm gonna cut off your brain, part of your brain that does the bitching. You know, like I just think that's funny. You know, and, and there's another part where Ad Rock sings, uh, "Let me fly like a hawk, or better yet, an eagle, a seagull." And then he likes, like he's just like it's almost like he's just naming fucking birds. Was it was it in this song where they talk about how like you just mentioned it? But I'm trying to remember, but it's something in the tune of, uh, well, basically lobotomizing somebody, and then. Uh, so they can show you what stupid means or stupid looks like, or maybe I was listening to something else last mm, night. I don't know. Oh crap! What was it sounds like the the lyric he says basically. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to. Now, like how they turn uh, out that, that that lyric on the um, uh, "Got to fight for the Got to party for the motherfucking right to fight" or something like that. Just turn it on that original Fight for Your Right to Party thing, you know? And it was Swollen Members I was listening to. Ah, okay. Yes, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's Make Some Noise uh, off of Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. One what of my year favorite songs. Um, I'm not too sure. Hold on, let me check on that. According to this 2011. I, but I think it's like a B-Sides kind of thing. Oh, okay. Word. I think that's what I'm doing. Um, again, the reason I found this later on, obviously, if it didn't come out till later, according to Spotify, mind you, um, me and Joe, also a contributor to uh, Anatomy Mixtape sometimes, we used to watch this video all the time because he's also a big Beastie Boys fan, surprisingly. Um, but There is some hope for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just because this video is just so fun. Like After we get drunk, this would be one that we just play and just watch because it's just funny, you know? And of course, at the very end of the video, you have the older versions come up because they come out in the DeLorean. And like, uh, yes. I don't remember who else is in there, but I think Will Ferrell is uh, Mike D. And then like, I know Jack Black comes out and he's like, with his belly hanging out. And he's like, uh, Adam, yeah, or he's MCA. This is fucking funny. Dude. <laughs> and they're just like, they're just facing off each other, like in the street. You know, it's just funny. Um, but what's uh, your number eight, Daniel? Oh, um, once again, kind of hard because I didn't really think about it. So I'm just going to go down yeah. my list as I wrote them down. And it would be The Sound of Science. Nice. Or Sounds of Science, rather. Um, this track is, absolute, is an absolute beast. And I love about halfway through the instrumental shift and the, the rap pace shift, all that shit. It's just, yeah. and they get into their little three man harmony shit and it's just so tight. And as, uh, and this intro, I love the mic passing and then just the kind of the slow, casual, yeah. just confidence in it too. I think that's the, the, the one thing that got me is cause like it has that real slow, like doesn't sound like any other beat that they have. It's almost like very loungy, very, uh, yeah. Speakeasy kind of thing, you know, it's just, just toe tapping, <laughs> just snap them fingers, you know. Be kicking a new knowledge. <laughs> one of the lines that gets me every time. <laughs> just love this shit. <laughs> So bratty too. <laughs> 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 um, 
And I love how they can still maintain that, you know. Yeah. 30 odd years after, you know, still put music out and mm-hmm. still has that that attitude where they're, you know, they definitely sound older, particularly MCA. Right, like, right, for sure, yeah. You can see, like, like oh, yeah, there's more Wayne like on Like, is that the throat <laughs> cancer getting him? Because like, that's, that's what got him, right? Yeah, that is what yeah, got him. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, 2014 he died? Because I think Jill so, and I yeah. looked it up the other night because yeah. we were talking about that. And just like, I was like, damn, like, when did he die? Yeah, it was, it was after the 2010s, I believe, yeah. Um, yeah, and again, there's like a turn to this song like after that slow intro, you know. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about the Beastie Boys is if there's an intro that's not getting to you, just wait a few minutes, like wait a little while, and they might turn around on you at some point because they throw in like different beats. Yeah, they might do exactly what they're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Quite a different track from... Yeah. <laughs> and yes, we are on the same song. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, just another one of the reasons why I, I at the point... At the time, like, it took me a while to get back into Paul's Boutique um, because it was one of those Beastie Boys songs that was kind of just, like, they just threw off. Like, I just, like, disregarded at some point. But, and I realized a lot of the songs that I had liked already were from Paul's Boutique, like, um, Beatles. <laughs> That's a Beatles sample that they uh, ripped. <laughs> um, like, Hey Ladies and... Uh, Oh, uh, looking down the barrel of a gun. I didn't even I didn't even realize that those were the songs from Paul's Boutique. And then I was like, well, oh, shit, I gotta give Paul's Boutique a second try. And I realized, it's a fucking amazing album. Oh, yeah. oh Shaker Rump was the other one. Shaker Rump is yeah. so good. Yeah, that's... Th- those tracks alone, like... That hit my list. Yeah. I mean, just... They're fucking great songs. Well, that, the intro into Shaker Rump, mm-hmm. like, holy crap. Like, it's just... Ugh. Yeah, it just hits you fucking hard. It's fucking great. Girl. All right, so... um. My next track, which is my number eight, again, at the, we're not really like doing too uh, like strict on the numbers. We're just going down the line, but I'm just going down the line as far as songs that I enjoy. Yeah, I, I literally thought ever. that we were going to just start with where we started with number one on the playlist oh, no, no, and then no. just work down and say, fuck it, you know? Oh, yeah, it's, but it's all right, you know? Like, it's because partly because of like the overlap and stuff where right, there tracks yeah, like yeah. I want to put on, didn't get hit. I'm sure I did some of the same on, because, I mean, you did say Three Minute Rule's a good ad and I was like, yeah, it is. It sounds <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> Oops, spoiler alert. That's but, all right. Uh, well, uh, my next track is uh, one of my favorites off of Ill Communication and that is Root Down. This song, so good. It is a good song. Uh I, I but I kind of wonder what they're talking about sometimes because yeah. like, I, I, like, like, I don't know. Rooting, I just still like, don't know what root down is. <laughs> like the Aussie, yeah, version. You know, rooting. You yeah. know, I get my root down. Yeah, like, yeah. So I I I used to like equate it with just like getting shit done, and that's what it means. I don't know, but <laughs> I could I could be completely wrong. Um, but I didn't explore it any further. Look at MCA is just rolling in the grave laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I I like the way they just uh, are usually just rhyming the same. It seems like the same phrases over and over again. Yeah. Um, I want to know. I don't really know how what you call that kind of rhyming, but it is very old school hip hop type of rhyming. Um, yeah, I love hip hop. I'm not a good scholar of it. Oh yeah, uh, yet. yeah. Uh, we're getting there. Got through that one Wu Tang book. Just need yeah. to start slowly <laughs> getting more and more and more. By the way, this is our time. If you're watching, if this video actually comes out, but you can listen to my words, support your local bookstore. Let's do it. Yes, do that if you have support a chance. Support your local bookstore. And don't we don't mean half price or fucking <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Well, maybe half price. Sorry, but um, any. I just don't know where that money's going for half price yeah. half the time. Like it's like. <laughs> 
I mean, they're selling $2 VHS. I bought like almost $30 worth of that shit. So. Never never sell your books at half price, though. No, you're going to get like pennies. You, yeah. You might as well just uh, sell them at a fucking Easy Pawn or something. <laughs> I literally just left a box of shit there because they were like, uh, like the offer was so low where I was like, you know, it's not even worth it to take these fucking back with me. <laughs> like, it's going to weigh down my car enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to, I would say the only time it's worth it is going to get like a significant number, but at some point or another, if they're going to give you like $5 for the whole box of books, just fucking give them the books. Yeah, man. just like, you know, like y'all obviously need the profit margin more than me. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> I go, and again, it's not worth moving that many books. Um, but this song, I don't know, man. Like, it just hits me every single time. And oh, when no, I first just, heard it, it was just... Just the funky-ass shit they yeah. sampled, man. Just, just that... Whippish guitar, yeah. for lack of a better term, it's just this keeps like the keeps just driving the yeah. track along. And again, I think uh, and tight percussion. I, oh yeah, for just, sure. This yeah. Is that, like, see, but the thing is, I, I think they're is this jazz? You know, like I, I think I think this is like one of their own samples. I think because um, I don't know if MCA is doing the bass on this, but it, like he's been coming, with, like he comes with some really great bass lines. You know, I mean, I just don't know because I mean, well, actually. Because I know he's doing the stand-up bass a lot. I you know? think, I think, and that there's a lot of that in here. This might be their own shit yeah. by this time. Yeah, I mean, I I would I assume a lot of it. This probably might be a good balance of like stuff that they're actually sampling and stuff that they're making on their own. Um, but that's really fucking awesome if that's the case because at some point or another you're not reliant on what you're just taking from, but you can like manipulate and create your own shit at some point or another. Before we play that whole song, yeah. <laughs> we are talking over them, so that might constitute. Yeah, some no, kind of I, I think you know. You know, I, I've been watching a lot of like uh, Beastie Boys reactions. When I mentioned why I wanted to do this initially, and I was just like, man, they be they're playing the whole like song half the time, and I'm like, are they getting like they're probably just getting copyright claims? Now, but, like, now I knows? know that upset you though because you you started that they be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like whoa, Ray is incensed about this. <laughs> Oh. Uh, but no, I don't mind. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> right, so that, that, was, that was Salmonito coming out. That was the Salmonito coming out. <laughs> um, what's your next uh, yeah. track, now, Daniel? Oh, this one. Okay. So you brought up earlier how, you know, they just, you know, the storytelling side yeah. of them and, you know, the characters they can make that are just, you know, shades of themselves in certain ways. Mm -hmm. uh, this song is just, Beautiful. I love High Plains Drifter. It's just, um, it's a fucking great movie from Clint Eastwood. Have you ever mm -hmm. seen it? Yes. Um, oh, so good. Um, and this song, also so good. Coincidence? I think not. Um, <laughs> well, let's check it out. And that is off of Paul's Boutique, just FYI. Like half of this fucking list. Um. <laughs> yeah, half this, this is practically off of Paul's Boutique. I'm just starting to realize that, but because it's such a great album. And also another uh, different types of delivery. They're all like doing that high. Yeah. It's like panning from left to right, high planes drifter thing. That's actually now that I'm listening on these headphones, they stereo it. Yeah. Oh, it's going like. Yeah. No. No. It just. But it's more than just like left and right channel manipulation. Yeah. They're they're also fading it. Yeah. Ever so slightly. Yeah. Like I, this is the first time I listened to this track on a good set of headphones. So. Which I recommend that anyone do. Like if you're gonna listen to music in general, if you have the opportunity to wear some good headphones while you're listening to any of this stuff, please do that. And although we love Spotify, if you're an autophile, don't probably run not Spotify. The, probably not the best. Don't run Spotify. <laughs> um, 
Um, I I just recently got the and I'm beating myself in the head for this because there was a point in time where I had the opportunity to buy Paul's Boutique on vinyl and I didn't and I haven't been able to get it back into the store since but I was able to buy the 30th anniversary of License to Ill on vinyl which is one of my prized possessions right now like it's one I hold dear so God we really want to get into vinyl here but it's like oh it's a pain in the ass. We're waiting for the kid to move out for the most part because <laughs> we already have plans for like a music room yeah. and shit. You know, do it right. You know, right. no, for sure. Get yeah. a nice stereo and like just, mm-hmm. mm, yeah. It, it it can really change the way you listen to some of these songs. Like, uh, especially if you get some decent speakers and some vinyl, and you can really hear, you can really hear the instruments almost like they're all separate. From all the separate tracks you can hear not all just one mixed either mono stereo type of thing like you literally hear all the instruments and it really opens up your ears to a lot of the see and but if you want a cheap effect of that even with you know the crappy (laughs) um audio quality that Spotify has to offer um partially I don't care because I'm partially deaf so I'm like whatever yeah but just buying a slightly more expensive set of headphones. Yeah, that does just, help just, a lot. Just slightly. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go crazy. You know, like, I've got, like, a pair of $40 fucking, like, skull candies that sound amazing compared to the crap that I used to yeah. throw on my ears. And, you know, I'd sit there listen to tracks and go, like, wow, this is, like, a whole new song to me. And mm-hmm. it's not hyperbole or whatever. It's just, like, wow, there's just so many more layers and stuff. Yeah, and absolutely. that's because I'm partially deaf listening on Spotify, <laughs> and these are not high-end headphones. Yeah, and like, especially it's, if, you're it's listening, if you're listening on the speaker that comes out of your phone. <laughs> so. <coughs> oh, yeah, don't. Um, but uh, what about uh, anything else about this song, Daniel? Oh, it's just... Oh, it's just ear candy, I really think. You know, yeah. Because they just... They play from channel to channel. They fade in and out on each other as they're yeah, rapping chain, and yeah. stuff. You know, just that, that almost like call and response, but it's like almost in rounds too. Yeah, and, so like and they're it, singing in rounds. Yeah, but they're it, singing in rounds. They so don't. They're, they're not like uh, it's not cutting off like at the moment. Like they're literally just blending in with each other. So it's almost like it's it's intertwined, almost like in a consistent loop. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's a great song. That, great song, and it's just just such a fun fucking just. Mm, you know, like, you know, although it is, you know, in the verse, you know, it's a great title for a track, you know, yeah. and it really just encapsulates it, you know, particularly like old westerns and stuff, and mm-hmm. just some of the, just the the fun imagery that they throw up, you know, yeah. where where it's like modern day and mm-hmm. battery yeah. died. Hey, yeah, that's all right. That's yeah, right. It's all good. That's <laughs> all right. Hey. Um, just threw me out for it for a second. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's just if, if you like old westerns, if you like hip hop, you like just storytelling, you know, if you're not even particularly into these dudes. And if you're not particularly listening into these dudes, and why you're listening to this is probably just you're a glutton for punishment. But, um, yeah. or you just want to listen to us talk about yeah, this stuff. And, I mean, that's, that's to cool you. too. I mean, uh, we do have, you know, faces for fucking radio. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And that's why I'm going to zoom in yeah. <laughs> on this part right here. Um, All right, so uh, I'll go on to my next track unless you have anything else to add about High Plains Drifter. I don't, man. Just uh, and that's part of the thing. Like, I I did the you know, all right, let's go through the playlist at least heavily sample, or if I have the time, listen through all of it. You know, I was listening this morning, it's like, you know, fuck, you know, 
it feels like I have a whole lot to say about these songs, but then you come down to it, it's just like, no, this just this just sounds good. Yeah. It's yeah. just fun. And yeah. Like, <laughs> which seems like a cop out, you know, but but I mean, I, I think we we right now we're giving more information than most would, and so and I'm talking I, about. I those, think so, yeah. you know, and not to you know, I'm not saying that other guys, so you guys don't just go and you know send all your fucking viewers to come and just down down click it, which you can't do on YouTube anymore. Yeah, you can only like. Well, you can, but no one sees it. That's the thing. Hey, that's yeah, whatever, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I will say this: that uh, we we are trying to give as much uh, as instinctual responses to these songs as possible but remind you we have listened to them plenty of times and there may be thoughts that we had that we obviously don't write stuff down very often so whenever you're getting this uh, response it's just it's kind real of knee jerk yeah. it's it's pretty knee jerk you know the the real crafting for this show is uh if we're deep diving an artist that hasn't yeah. been like abused heavily by other programs then there's a little bit of legwork for that um, but really the legwork is just getting the fucking list together. Just yeah. what feels right. Exactly. Like, and particularly when, you know, when in earlier iterations of this program where we had, you know, four or five, six people all putting a list in, you know, <laughs> like that just, it's fun, but it's like 60, also, 60 songs. It's, it's cumbersome. <laughs> it's cumbersome. So now you're only getting about, well, I think there's 24 on this list, um, that we ended up with. Yeah, but I mean, since we're only doing 10, but I mean, we also have some overlap. Yeah. So like you're getting like a shorter version of that, which is fine. But we'll also do some honorable mentions later on and you'll get some more of those. Well, uh, yeah. So we'll go to my next track and it is off License to Ill. Um, my, one of my favorite things about this track is that reverse 808 that's going on in the background. <sighs> Just that alone is catchy as hell. Dude, this album makes me want to fucking the 808, <laughs> like any sort of drum machine. Just to Honestly... Oh. I might buy one at some point, <laughs> but not that they're too expensive. Not, not, a cheaper not version, the, a knock, not a knockoff version. Yeah. <laughs> Those are fucking expensive. And um, this song is giving like uh, this, uh, I guess, fictional story of how the Beastie Boys came together. Yeah. And it almost seems like they are in a Western, right? Because they're like just going through, they're on a horse. Running you know? from the law. Yeah. And yeah. But yet they still have beer in their hand. Yeah. <laughs> and wiffle ball bats. The beer is getting flat. <laughs> and... Uh, I, it seems like they're like in the fucking desert or something and someone has a gun and then they go into like a saloon and Mike yeah. D just happens to be there. Like, Well, then it's like, okay, give me some of your booze. No. Well, now I got a gun in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I wanted to bring up the fact that like through a lot of these songs, like they always reference Mike D like he's like the main guy. Like all the girlies want. Yeah. Mike D like... Everyone gives them the other two respect because they're down with Mike D or some shit like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, he has like the babyest face out of like all of them. But from my understanding, he was like the guy that kind of like got a lot of stuff going. I think so. I'm just trying to remember that, you know, no dogs in space stuff again. Well, I'm but. interested in going uh, from the YouTube videos that I did watch, mm -hmm. like where he's the guy that started that Grand Royal label that they had at some point when they're doing uh, ill communication. And like, He's the one that like did a lot of the business aspect of the stuff, which is okay. Like, um, that's, and the, that's, that's actually yeah. really wild. Yeah, because like, he doesn't. He, he seems like the like. He doesn't look like the person to kind of be that leader person, but I mean, I guess he was, and he does a lot. He would do a lot of the talking during the interviews too. So, um, but yeah, so like, I like how they give Mike D the guy like he's gonna go and like. Like really, like rob everybody, <laughs> yeah. like, and he's always the guy that has the verse of taking your money and stuff like that. And that's always funny. Uh, this is my line right here. 
so great. That's great. Like that line gets me every single time. I love it. Yeah, I think I went out for beer earlier. Um, I think I walked out and said, you know, I did it like this. I did it like that. The one thing you don't have, uh, which I, there's sometimes, I I mean, I'm glad I don't have it, but to like kind of say these lyrics in some way, if you're going to say like that, I did it like this or did it like that. You want that bratty ass whiny voice, but I can't seem to get that. And I'm not a Jewish white kid from uh, yeah. New York. So like, I don't see that. Uh, I, it's not there, but I, I'm I, a third I, of that. I, uh. I, will, I will, I will say this though. Like um, um, during the license to ill time, like I feel like ad, uh, ad rock and uh, well, I call through them really had like that really just brat attitude. And you can see it in the videos too, whenever they're he's delivering the lyrics, like he's making these faces, like he's, it's just a joke. It's all just yeah. a fucking joke, you know? Um, but it comes through, through the, the song itself. Paul Revere is one of my favorite songs ever. Oh, it's it's so goddamn funny. Yeah, and it's and it literally, like I said, the the background track is literally just that a reverse eight oh eight going going going, and that alone in itself is catchy as hell, mm. and it's, there's not much to it. Um, so. I mean, give me a good eight oh eight any day. Like, oh really, yeah, for just... sure. Yeah. As, speaking of that, like I was listening to a lot of uh, songs from the movie Breaking, and I'm just like, <laughs> damn man, I, I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. These are like cheesy ass songs, but like they have that like 808 kind of like a street chunk in the background. Just that hand clap though. Just, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the 808 boom, dude. It's yeah. just, it's just really I, good. I love that shit. Just, um, mm. <laughs> maybe we'll make our own 808 shit one day. Just for, <laughs> just press the button and just let it ride for like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a space bar, so I can be a musician now, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Man, you can play. If you can type, you can probably like yeah. <laughs> conduct something. So Not to fucking shit on you guys. Like, <laughs> don't come after our dead mouth. Hey, it's fun. It's fun. Fuck, you know, hey. You know. Hey, I, I, Skrillex, uh, you know, are you still alive? You didn't OD? Like, don't come after us. <laughs> hey, I, I, I fuck with MIDI shit and like keyboard. Like, it's whatever it is, whatever it takes to get the sound out, that's totally fine. Um, what's your next track, Daniel? All right. Um, also, a song that came up on your list. Which one? Shake Yo Rum. All right. Here we go. And this one, one of my favorite openings of a Beastie Boys track, just the confidence, the ferocity, you know. Yeah. And the cockiness. Oh, and with sure. that nasally whiny, oh, it's just so good. And it just hits you. And then that, that drum roll at the beginning to set it off too is just, oh, just yeah. a little break into a roll and simple crash and let's go, kids. Yeah, so here we go. Mm. It's a really good introduction to like them coming from License to L. Um, although it wasn't well perceived, well receptive at the time, like um, looking back, I mean, they came back with as much confidence as they did like, oh, yeah. from leaving there, you know, but not with that nasal brattiness, but just with more confidence and like assurance in themselves. And on top of that, they're coming in with the Dust Brothers too. Um, so like they're coming in totally different, but no one expected that at all. I, I'm pretty sure everyone expected them to come in with like the, the heavy guitar again. And they just came in with this. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. Fucking Dust Brothers, man. Like, I just, like, it was just really wild when the, you know, I learned it from that No Dog in Space. Right? Yeah. They got involved in it. I was like, you know, that makes so much fucking sense for the sound. You yeah, know? Just, for sure, yeah. And I was like, you know, fucking far out, dude. And and it showed, like, uh, the, the initial... And I love that fucking line, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, th these songs were pretty much the music was already almost put together entirely, and they just wanted that, and they just kept on rapping over yeah. it. You know? um, but this song itself is just—it's just a great opener, and it just hits you, especially if that's the first song you heard just after License to Ill. Like it can take you for uh, a big surprise. Maybe about a month ago, before we even decided to, you know, just to kind of go to the, you know, listen to BC Boys a bunch. There was one day I was either going to or from work and just listen to this song on loop, mm. trying to get it down. <laughs> so as soon as I fucked up, I go back <laughs> and I fucked up a bunch. I, I, like I, I can't. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's. I've, I've tried to like follow along as best as I can, you know. But yeah. So, but I'm pretty. Myself. But I'm pretty sure in the car it sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> for me trying to like oh, yeah. rap all these songs like, but I mean you know but you know what uh, it's, you're you're, in the car, you're, you're singing to you baby yeah <laughs> I am singing to me and in my head it's, it's great it's great it's perfect it's fantastic <laughs> I, I think I sound exactly like all of them like <laughs> bring it Alice the meat <laughs> uh, it's just great oh <laughs> that song's so fun and really yeah like hadn't really thought about that as being kind of an extension of License to Ill almost I would say that just because it has like that confidence, but like uh, it's it, it does show a bit of maturity, just slightly. You get like "Hey Ladies" and stuff like that in these songs, uh, and, and "Hey Ladies" has that bright like brightiness of uh, "License to Home," but a bit more sophisticated. Uh, but "Shake Your Rump" is like an it's just like a beast that just comes at you, you know. Um, it's great. I mean, talking about beating biters down with aluminum bats, like that's <laughs> fucking badass, yeah. like. And, and they all have like that confidence, like of them, them themselves as rappers at this point, you know. So that's that's great. It's not just um, banging girls, or even like uh, they talk about like raping and pillaging and all this kind of shit. And like a license sale, like it just comes out like they're just here. Here we are. Uh, this is the new thing we're doing, and yeah, you don't like it. Like you can fuck off, pretty much. Yeah, because yeah, because and a lot of people didn't like it. It's so. more that they lean into their the the actual rapper personas than the the rapper personas that they or just like kind of the more crook personas that right. they generated in the license to ill mm -hmm. um, story arc, I guess. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, because um, yeah, in, in there they are the criminals. They're just you know, taking over people's. I hadn't towns. really thought about that too. You know, yeah. there's more of an emphasis on kind of the. Uh, self-aggrandizement, you know, yeah. really, you know, like, you know, the M is for money and the D is for diamonds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, it's great. Yeah. Know? All right. So um, that's Shake Your Rump. My yeah. next track is also off of uh, License to Ill and also another video that they had. Also a very fun video. Please check it out if you can. Um, it's called Hold It Now. Hit it. Great scratching. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> From my understanding, whenever they made this song, like uh, Rick Rubin was trying to get them to do more of the, the rock stuff. No and shit. then this was like them being left alone to their own devices, and this is what they came up with. So you have like more, yeah, because yeah, didn't yeah, didn't Ruben like really, yeah, because he pushed I'm more the like, rock stuff, yeah, yeah. Because, but that's the shit he really knows though. Like yeah. he knew like hip hop, but like yo, fuck, he's 
But you also see it in a lot of uh, Run DMC stuff. Like they had that same kind of element to it. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of keeping with that and moving in that direction. But I think when they were left alone, this is what they yeah. came up with, which is a little bit more intricate. It has more dynamics to it than just the basic uh, guitar, drums, rap over it and just move on. You know, the heavy drum beat. But I feel like a lot of their drum or like a lot of their beats are just like, they're just so solid. Especially even like them doing it like they're just trying to figure it out for themselves and they come up with a track like this. I mean just listen to the the bass from the eight oh eight, you know. Yeah. It's just it's consistent but it's not but they're still being playful with it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's relatively simply constructed. Yeah. But just when it all comes together, just Yeah, damn. so all, all those pieces together just make this like amazing, uh amazing track. Yeah, it would be kinda neat, you know, and this may be something for those that run the estate of MCA and you know other cats are still hanging around to think about for their legacy, perhaps releasing just instrumental albums. Yeah, yeah. And if that hasn't happened already, just she can really listen to that sampling and all that shit, you know, from the early years, and then get into their own uh, instrumentality later yeah. on. As it's heard of, like, I think that would be really cool. And I mean. Uh, a Plus, lot of, it would help us karaoke a lot better. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be in my room with my microphone, not plugged in. <laughs> oh, yeah. For, you know well, it's plugged in, just all the gains now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so no one else can hear, like, they can't hear all the genius no, that's going on in here. They had those fucking, like, those really, like, gaudy plastic ones I had, that had the little wire on the end. Yeah, we I had, had I had the too. microphone, my Michael Jackson one. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you you record you play with that. You yeah. practice on that, you know. I will tell you this though, they still have those, but like now that you can I think Bluetooth your uh phone to it. Um it there's a speaker built in. Get the fuck out no. of here. That's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Um, you can literally walk around and it there's a speaker built in and you can do karaoke that way. Actually, <laughs> they, they sound pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, for, for as, as shitty as they are, like they they, they are, sound pretty good. I almost you know what? I'm gonna get one. Fuck it. I'm, I'm gonna buy one tomorrow. <laughs> I will know every Beastie Boys song by the time I'm dead. You know, it's gonna I be some like some like Star Wars video of me like in the fucking garage. <laughs> I can't think of a better birthday gift to yourself. Like uh. Uh, ended it with hold it now, hit it, and what's your next truck? Yeah, okay, so here's going to be a pronunciation landmine because <laughs> I've never heard this word spoken to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, these were all going to get um, honorable mentions, but I had to throw this on my list because I felt it was like the most representative of them, um, of the set of the B-Boy Bullet. Boys, booyah, base, booyah base. Oh, that's, yeah, that's why I heard it was pronounced. So. I have, yeah, I've never heard it pronounced <laughs> to my knowledge. I'm just like, uh. <laughs> but this one, particularly subset tracks, um, it's called "Get on the Mic," and it's just so fun. You know, it's got the passing, you got some beatboxing. You know, it's just it's so good. <laughs> Again with Mike D. Right. <laughs> the man. Ready? Go. Get on the mic. Get, get on the mic. Just get on the mic. Get, get on, on the, the mic, mic. Let's be real. It's going to clap. And they're beatboxing with their mouths. Mm-hmm. So you can hear that too. It's just so badass. Yeah. You say fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the way they say fuck, man. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) 
what was it they said? Uh, like when Rick Rubin was like figuring out their sounds or whatever, it's like Mike D sounds like he's always trying hard or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is just hilarious. Because he does. Yeah. It always sounds like he's just got like that fucking just like yeah, he's pushing carotid popping. Yeah. <laughs> I would say like uh, Mike D is always the one that has like a... Uh, Always like a somewhat memorable lyric, or he could be like good or bad in those <laughs> scenarios. But we'll talk about that later on. <laughs> uh, those are like a bunch of uh, short songs. Um, yeah, they're, they're all like, like a minute. They're maybe a minute, minute twenty or something like that. And there's about five, six of them, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and they're all at the end of uh, Paul's boutique. The one that I almost threw on here, though, although it is now honorable mention at the end of this, is the one where they're talking about like you know. Um, Basically undressing the girl or whatever, like to go off a brawl. <laughs> you know what I saw. <laughs> you know, I, I have uh, comment on the way that sometimes they pronounce things, and I, I and it's just like one word. When I think, Brooklyn, I think it's baby? a, it's a check, check it out. When, you, when they're like something engineer, like that. <laughs> yeah. like that, that just the way they pronounce the word is, is pretty great. But I, that, that that lend to like the creativity about the way they pronounce and like uh, the syllables and stuff. I, I mean, they're rhyming. They're yeah. not like the best rhymers and all, but I mean, but, they're fun though. But would you consider that perchance like, well, maybe it's more sound play than word play than anything? Yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah. It's just the way they deliver the line or the word and and the way it fits but within. It just, like, yeah, it'll yeah. just, because you could have this just like, this real, hey. You know, sound or but it always just gets buttressed in with the music and everything. And you're just like, because I think that, you know, so alternatively, like, let's get not only instrumental versions of their albums, let's get uh, uh, fucking vocals only and see how annoying they sound without the musical backdrop. Like, I mean, it's just like if you're going to get a. Corgan's like like uh, isolated vocals or some oh, shit like that. So Dude, gross. they could be like pretty bad. Dude. But that's why like a lot of these band, like these particular artists that have unique certain voices and they happen to be whiny. Um, within the context of the music, it works. But if you're gonna isolate it, like it'd be like at some point like fucking going crazy because you can't hear someone's whiny voice that long on its own. You got to have some kind of context to it. And again, I've if. The way like, even Billy Corgan's voice is mixed within the Smashing Pumpkins, like if you didn't have that in there, like as like a softener, like that could really pierce the shit out of your Dude, ear. I know you love the pumps, but <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time it's it's a real challenge for me to get over Billy Corgan's, even in the context of the music, because it, it can be very beautiful, like hauntingly oh, yeah. beautiful. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it takes me a while to go like, okay, let's get over the. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is that like whenever he goes to that high pitched up, like if the music wasn't there, because I mean, yeah. I, I sat there and listened to my car and I'm just like, like oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just hurt, it's hurting my ears a little bit. But um, I, that's why I even have a problem now with his voice, even though it's a little bit more polished around the edges and not as rough, that polished version of his voice doesn't then, I don't like that at all. I'm like, that's really I'm funny. Like, you fucking took voice lessons, you fucking sell out. <laughs> um, but one thing I will say about the Beastie Boys, like their voices did not really change for the worst. They pretty much stayed consistent. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it too. Kept, you know, like Mike D definitely kept the snappiness that yeah. he could, you know. 
And Ad-Rock was like fucking riding high over like those high-pitched frequencies and shit like that. And then you have uh, MCA kind of like softening up everybody with like a more moderately toned voice. But it had a lot of rasp and rough, roughness yeah, to it though. Yeah, like particularly, you know, once we get down to my number nine, you know, you really hear that. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... You talked about uh, get on the mic. Get yeah. on the mic. So we're on to your my my one. next one was Shake Your Rump, but we already talked about that we one. Did. So that we're gonna move on to the next one, and that will be your next yeah. track. This one um, brought up a couple times in the chat so far, but in in the context of you saying like, "Hey, it was a good ad." Three minute rule. This song is just so fucking good, and I don't know if we were talking pre show or during the show about it, but how it was just really cool to see them all get time instead of just yeah. passing off, you know, <laughs> doing the little call and response sort of thing. Right. You know, just let these MCs do their fucking thing. And that's the one thing I was, um, again, a, a song that I never really gave too much time to on Paul's Boutique, um, but just recently listening to it, like I've, have it, I've had it on loop for the past, like, well, however long the song has been on this particular playlist, like I've been listening to it on loop and just loving the way they all have their time within this song. And it, I, I like... Uh, Realizing that Mike D is actually a really good rapper, and and if he had like a little bit more time to explore that, probably could have gotten some uh, even more songs uh, with just them doing their thing. You know, Dude, I wonder about like Beastie Boy solo projects too, to a certain extent. You know, particularly right. once you get like this entry, you go, oh wait, you guys are sustainable mm. in longish chunks. Like, yeah. Well, listening to this song in the car, there's like it almost seems like there's like like a metal like aluminum can like bouncing off on the end distance. <laughs> And I remember when I was driving and listening to the car, because that's pretty much where I've been listening to this song. What's wrong with my car? Oh, yeah. I did that. I was like <laughs> looking around and then I realized, oh, it's part of the fucking song. I literally thought there was something loose on the bottom of my car. <laughs> but And then I listened to it again. I was like, oh, it's, it's just there like slightly in the background. Um, but I, I love the fact that Mike D had more time to get explored. And then we got explorations from each and every one of them. And honestly, I wish they had done more of this. Uh, yeah. If they had some kind of like they said solo thing, and that would have been great too. They each got like their own track or something. That would have I mean, been fucking awesome. Cool. I mean, or even just spending more opportunities to kind of like with Wu Tang, you know, although there's like 80 members of Wu Tang, <laughs> yeah. but you would have like, you know, yeah. Sometimes tracks are dominated by like on Enter the Thirty Six Chambers, there was one track where there's like one entry from a dude. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But I think he was like in and out of jail at the time. Oh, like, so they so had to it, was kind of like, it was hard to like get, get him in, in the yeah. studio. Yeah, like, but apparently that, oh, goddamn that, from the Shaolin book was a real fun read. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's times where like someone can get like one verse and like just really represent themselves, and I'm seeing like. Again, like we get more with the Beastie Boys, you get more of each one kind of like just feeding off each other in like very small doses. Mm. But since they all get like their own track here, like you realize like they're all like really, really good. Um, you you get like more of a, a picture of like what they're capable of. Um, I think the last time I, was I had that records when you were sucking your mama's that's dick. That's a hard. That's a harsh line, line too. Line, dude, just... <laughs> um, I, I equate this to kind of like. Uh, Tupac getting that one verse in uh, that uh, Digital Underground track, uh, same song. That's one of my favorite verses of all time. And it's just in a goofy song. But then you have like Tupac just kind of come in and do his thing and fucking get out. I don't know. I still have to throw up uh, Tupac's Hit Him Up. Like, just, that track is so fucking awesome. Just, you know, East-West rivalry oh, yeah. like at its high point. You know, just God damn it. 
if, but, if you all, uh, say if you all have a chance, please. But this is a Beastie please. Boys uh, episode. We're just, yeah. Uh, but if you, please, if you have never heard Three Minute Rule, it's not one of their more popular songs. Uh, and I don't know please. why. Like, it's, I really It's really, don't. really fucking good. Like, it's really good. Because you see, it's like, they're kind of, you know, developing their own, like, characters yeah. in it. I, I keep having to default to MF Doom's way of approaching his mm-hmm. work. You know, it's like characters, you know, but they're working on these personas still. And now you've gotten time to see that, okay, it's not just a collaborative storytelling thing. Like they all can individually yeah. come up with a fun narrative. Seems like they can all like carry a track on their own. And hold your fucking attention. Yeah. You know, like, and it's, and it's so fucking smooth, man. Yeah. Like fucking Mike D's just, just, he just goes off, yeah. you know. And then you have like fucking uh, MCA coming, like uh, he's got the gun to your neck, and what the fuck are you gonna do? I was like, yeah. like that came, that came out yeah. of nowhere. Man. That's also one of the lines that always gets me. Yeah. You know, roses are red, skies are blue. blue. Got my barely go. your neck. What the fuck you gonna do? And then the last line: I've been making records since you were sucking your mother's dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh, that's it's, great. It's great. You know, and then it's like. Uh, you can't take these guys seriously. After no, that. no, like, like you can't. Yeah. Like anybody who thought these guys were trying to like be hard, you know, yeah. like no, yeah. like they're. But fun. but that's why I'm saying like even like when I was listening to this, and again, this is the part like one of the first times recently that I have listened to this track. I was just in a great mood. Like it's just fun to listen to these songs. And again, you're they're not they're trying to play this hard character, but you know they're not like they're. You see them in interviews; they're all soft-spoken. People, <laughs> <laughs> they're really chill, you know. Um, it's it's one of like uh, you separating the oh, art from the yeah, artist. I guess you know? I did yeah. have a yeah, like oh, there. I guess oh, it's well. like you know, <laughs> that's just what we were doing at the time. Like, <laughs> I get the same like uh, type of persona uh, whenever you, and I, I I equate this to Kanye. Like, yeah, me too. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Kim Kardashian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if. You're not like too familiar with the Pixies, but like the Pixies have like a certain type of uh, persona on stage. Like they scream a lot. The singer, they scream, they holler. They do like all this. Like there's a lot of weird music going on. I listened to some of their earlier stuff, but I don't. It's just. It's not. It's not something like it's easy for everyone to get into. Well, just like. But this this is what this is this is what I was going to try and make a comparison to is that, like the way the music that they create doesn't necessarily represent the way they are in real life. So whenever they do like interviews and stuff and they're like trying to um, boost like an ego where like, wow, you guys were the first ones that did this type of dynamic or whatever. And they're just like, cool. That's just what we did. You know? <laughs> it's just, well. And they're like, so can you give us more detail? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Like that's just kind of like how we played, you know, like this, there was nothing. That's hilarious. There's nothing like. There's no like hubris attached to no, it at like all. No, like at all. Like yeah. they're just kind of like, Oh, we just did it. Or this is the way I wrote the song because I was reading this and that's what I wrote. And the same thing with these guys. Like anytime you hear their songs, like they have a certain persona in the music, but then you see them like in interviews and they're also soft-spoken and just kind of like, oh, jokey. Just a bunch of sweet boys. Don't even, don't even get like some of the stories correct. They kind of just make shit up sometimes, (laughs) you know, like, so like that's, that's what I like also about the Beastie Boys. Like there's not uh, a real big ego, even though in the songs they are talking about how big their ego is. Like that doesn't translate to their real life, you know. So let's apply this formula to Bob Dylan. And I'm not sure if it <laughs> I'm not sure if it holds, man. No, no. 
Um, but the whole, but I just got reminded of that when you brought up the whole, like, you know, they're making up bullshit on the fly or whatever. Yeah. I just got reminded of the I'm not there movie, which if you haven't checked it out. It's, no, no, I haven't. No. It's fun. Like, okay. it's, it's fun. I know Bob Dylan is personified by different people. Yeah. No. You know, but it's like, but the whole thing, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, they're, their true stories that didn't happen or their like it just they just play around with that whole idea of it's like you know it's like the mythos of bob dylan or whatever oh, so okay, you see okay. like almost like avatars okay. of him like throughout like points of his life or whatever mm -hmm. and some stuff that probably hasn't even happened you know like or definitely didn't happen like he wasn't a little black boy on a train right right <laughs> <You know>? yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm just trying to but I mean, then you see Kate Blanchett play Dylan better than Dylan could have ever played himself, right, right. which is amazing. That I, I'm aware of, like, like playing just, Dylan. Yeah. That was a fucking amazing. You know, but I'm not there yet. I, I recommend it. Like, it's I'll check it out. It, it also it has like the the stink of one of those like we're trying to be a little like more high art than we actually are. Yeah, like feel, but you get over that pretty quickly. But you could tell like, they're trying to be a little bit like almost like purposely avant-garde about it like okay yeah it's interesting it's but it's also been shit the movie came out 2007 i saw it around the time it came out so i mean i i know it's gotten some like good uh reviews uh itself uh it's just never a movie that i've always wanted to check it out i just never did Word. um I do have like some documentaries on Bob Dylan though that I do. I, yeah. I, I'm more of a documentary music documentary kind of guy. And um, there was a brilliant one I saw on uh, Woody Guthrie about 15 years ago or something like that. It was just really good. I think PBS put it together, but it was, oh, okay. it was fucking awesome. You ever find out the name? I want to check that out. And then there's the fucking, of course, there's also the Woody Guthrie movie that had uh, David Carradine portray him. <laughs> it, it is not good, but it, it, it's a movie about. Bob I've Dylan, never heard of this. Woody I've never Guthrie. heard of that. But the fact that David Carradine's playing Woody Guthrie, like, yeah, I, yep. I'm gonna check that shit out. <laughs> and, and it feels like kung fu though, because it's like, because it's because it's during the Great Depression that like a lot of this shit set. Yeah. And so you've got you know David Carradine walking around because Woody Guthrie was a painter. Uh -huh. Like he like painted signs and shit for folk, right. um, not like Monet or anything like that, but. So he's just trying to look around for work or whatever, but you just see like, you know, like you know, in the dust bowl, you know, just. <laughs> Woody Guthrie is the one that had the, this machine kills fascists. On his guitar, guitar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Woody Guthrie's the shit, man. No, I love Woody Guthrie music. It's just, it's great. It's just I, I really wish that they could do something with the recordings though, like to make them just like cleaner. Because even the like remastering they've been able to do, yeah. like with the Columbia record or Columbia River collection. Well, that also did. has to do with the way that a lot of that stuff was recorded at the time. Because no, 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 word, but it just there's only so much you could do for it. But I wish it'd be yeah. cool to like just like ultimate super remaster. Like, oh, the, I think you know, really with the new technology now, like they maybe. could easily probably do that. But uh, we'll see. I, I there has to be the real demand for it, though. That's the thing. But, I think that's the one thing that would that holds a lot of that stuff back. But I think that there'll be other artists that will have the not notoriety if this tech ever comes up to push it to right, where right. it hits lesser known stuff. I mean, because let's think about like just old blues. Yeah. You know, old muddy water stuff. It's amazing and it sounds like trash. <laughs> well, I I, had, I bought like a, a box set of Blind Willie McTell songs and... Those all have that same old school blues. Like it's, you hear a lot of the, that little hiss yep. on top. And then you hear like, you could see it like, tell like it's all just like almost like one, maybe two mics at the most. 
recording like four or five people, you know, and that's it, you know, and, and I don't know how much they can do with any of that stuff unless they're just going to like really find some master and like really fuck with it in some yeah. way. I mean, I really don't know, but like it would just be cool. Because, yeah, it I mean, would be there's cool. Just, there's so much old stuff out there where it's almost, or it's basically unlistenable. You know? Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of you hear that on the top and that's like the prominent sound. And then you hear like the song somewhere like buried. Yeah, in. I mean that instrumentalist gets around, right? Like uh, <laughs> they're fucking on everything, dude. They must be loaded. Oh yeah, he's just, just shh. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, next song uh, is that my turn? Yes, it's my your turn. turn. Okay, yeah. so uh, the next song I I mentioned it a few times a little earlier. It is looking down the barrel of a gun, oh. and that is from Paul's boutique. This song, son of a gun, son of a bitch. This one getting paid, getting, getting rich. rich. This one now, fucking now gets I will me say going, this: uh, from here, from here on out, five to one, or the next songs that I do mention are, in a particular, solidified this as to leading up to my favorite Beastie Boys song. Well, I will time. say that this was definitely intentional. <clears throat> number ten or number one on my list. Okay, like that that placement was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, looking down the barrel of gun is uh, it's just fucking amazing, dude. It's like you're on a mystery. Like you're investigating a fucking mystery in the 70s. Like you're a fucking PI. <laughs> like it's like the sabotage video. Yeah. Like they could have sure. done some the same shit for this sort of fuck or for this fucking track, dude. Yeah. And, this, and it would have been so cool. This song sounds so heavy, if you will. Um, and their delivery like, too is. It's like, do you think this like has like has some of like the seeds of thought for like uh, sabotage maybe? It's like, well, it starts off like. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's, it's funny because I, I think um, listening to that podcast, No Dog in Space, like Marcus Parks always references the fact that Ad Rock has an intro. He's like, just like, ah, yeah. and then they come with the fucking yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's various versions of that, like, <laughs> yeah. introing a song, you know. Once again, check out that list, you know, guys, like, or check out that series of episodes. It's, yeah. it's good. Like, yeah. they, they do a great job. Like, But this song... Is probably my favorite. This is actually this song is my favorite off of Paul's Boutique, and it's buried within like the other hits that come out, Shaker Rum, Hey Ladies, and stuff like that. Um, but this is like this song is just so heavy to me. It just has like a heavy beat, and it really uh, has a presence. And they're all kind of rapping together, which is also pretty great. Yeah. Sorry, I just kind of trailed off for a day. I was like, do I have a favorite track off of Paul's Boutique? Because that's a, that's a tough question. It is a tough like, question. But I uh, for this one, I would say, because again, uh, Shaker Rump was my number five, technically. So that starts off. So that's two tracks from Paul's Boutique that I have as my favorite of all time. But Looking Down the Barrel of a Gun is like, here it comes the line. I like that one little eep. That's from fucking. Uh, <laughs> I think that's from man. I don't. I feel like I I know that song, but like I I can tell I've heard that little one note bend. Is that? It's from some classic rock yeah. song. I know where it's. From. It's either. Why don't I feel like it's like um. Who are the guys that do really in the ears? Oh, Steely Dan. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was Steely Dan for the longest time. I don't even know if that's true or not, or maybe it's Thin Lizzy or something. I don't know. But I can see that though. I just started like I was going through real end of the years in my head with some of the bending <laughs> on that. I mean, maybe, maybe. 
No, I don't think it's really in the years. I just feel. I, no, I, but you feel it was like that. That one like band, that, that sort of. Yeah, that one band that feels sound. Steely Danny to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my number four. Uh, looking down the barrel of a gun from Paul's Boutique. Favorite song from that album. Um, what's up on on yours, man? All right, man. Number three. Um, I had to look up the history of this because really. I just love the fucking chick they cut in for this track. Like, I love the instruments for it. And mm-hmm. then that little sample of the, you know, I'm not going to try to repeat it, but yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, just interlaced throughout that whole thing. And then the way there's the call and response and the kind of the building on each other. Right. It's like this, they come in and out. It's just such a fucking fun song. But apparently, this is supposed to be like based off of a Bible story. Yeah. Um, uh, during my. Uh, Church days, uh, there was a, the the story of, uh, is it Meshach something? Uh, I had to look up the fucking lyrics because- Abednego. Anyway, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there's like two, uh, they're like three people that got thrown in the fire uh, by some person, some Roman person, I think. And they are, they're in like the fire, but like there's like an angel there with them, like protecting them from the fire and shit like that. So basically like they are- it's basically a story, I guess. I guess of a like an angel, or God's protection over these these uh, these men, uh, whenever they were like, I guess, going to get tortured or something. Um, it's yeah, it's an old biblical story. Yeah, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's. Yeah, that's in the, it's in the lyrics, but um, I, I I do remember probably the three angels past, or whatever, some bullshit. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. uh, they get thrown in a fire because they're going to get burned alive or something. And then there's like an angel protecting them because they're right. But it has to do with like, I guess like the power of God, like protecting these dudes or something, but whatever. It it's works for the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Sounds great. It's a uh, Shadrach. Daniel, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't sample that for us. Uh, I really couldn't. <laughs> well, I could have tried, but you got, I need to feel like li- liquor and just gonna be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it's gonna be a. Uh, I just feel like it's, it's always sunny, dude. Yeah, just, uh, I was gonna ah, say that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, that's me, Mac, you know, belly out, fucking hammered, sweaty as shit. But yeah, I, I do remember um, the pastor at my church telling us a story about this because we used to go very deep into a lot of the biblical stories. It would have been great if he like, you know, pulled up the lyrics for this song and then went through it and like, here is the tale of Daniel. <laughs> yeah, and that's basically the names of the characters in this uh, particular biblical story. But also like, you know, the upbeat positivity and stuff too that kind of like came around Paul's Boutique that you were referencing earlier, I feel really is like kind of hinted at strongly in this song, Mm -hmm. you know, but just, ugh. It's it's fucking great, dude. It's just so great. Um, I move on to my next track. Um, We did talk about it already. 
is No Sleep Till Brooklyn. And I already gave my thoughts on that, but that is my number three. Again, a song I still wake up to regularly uh, every morning and a song that I never get tired of. And the video is just so fun. Check it out. Um, but what's your next track, Daniel? Um, offer from my one entry off of Live from the Burrows is a track called Hey Fuck You, which I felt this really brought back that that old school, you know, like because because you know it was the thing it was like you know, damn, like also I had a little bit of a limited, you know, range of knowledge like you did, where I thought like Hello Nasty was kind of like the last shit they did, yeah, yeah. Then someone on this and just started like tracking around or whatever. And of course, I'm going to be pulled to a song with this title. Yeah, yeah, for hey, sure. Hey, fuck yeah. you. That's brilliant. And then, then the way it was executed was just brilliant where I was like, damn, like this is, this could be like right off of like License to Ill or, you know, it's just fucking awesome. Let's check that out. Hey, fuck you from Two to the Five Burrows. Apparently, after Hello Nasty. <laughs> gotta say we are having a ball up here tonight and when you're ready and it's running me of uh, only the strong two man I wouldn't be surprised if they had an instrument somewhere <laughs> in their little uh, array of like different instruments that they were using but don't get slick cause you used to cough back to get those hits yeah you've been in the game your career was long but when you really break it down you only got two songs but when you really break it down you only got two songs they made it I made a joke about that that uh, Adam uh, Ad, Ad Rock was talking about whenever they showed one of their friends uh, Paul's Boutique the, the friend goes oh you got maybe like two songs on there and then he was like there's like about like 16 songs <laughs> and, and I, I saw like, again one of the videos that I was watching like that delve a little deeper into each album they mentioned um, mind you this is not from there but they took a lot of their hardcore lyrics from whenever they were just starting out and threw them onto like Balls Boutique but like they, they wrapped them up yeah. Yeah. back from the hardcore days yeah yeah <laughs> Just hitting those three chords and screaming into the microphone. And if you don't like it, then hey, fuck you. It's just this track is amazing. <laughs> and really, apart from MCA, like yeah. vocally, like it could Maybe even more on Paul's Boutique than License to Ill, yeah, but, sure, it, yeah. but it really got that sense of like the old school, like, you know. I, I could see it on a Paul's Boutique for yeah, sure. Yeah. Just, oh, like in the B-Boy uh, Bays, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, whatever it is. B-Boy Boy Bays. Boy Bays. Boy Bays. Boy Bays. That must be a made up word. I'm sure it's a real word. I but feel like it's, it's like, like some like kind of like culinary, like, 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 like some kind of sauce or something. I don't know when it like, yeah, I feel like it's some kind of like cream sauce. You know what? Let's <laughs> learn something here on this podcast. <laughs> We're going to find out what a booyah base is. It's a dish of some sort. Is it some kind of cream sauce? Or it something? is a fish stew. From Marseille originally. Interesting. Um, Is it just like a concoction using, of like different things or? I'm trying to figure it out, man. So it's got 
herbs and spices, just like any good KFC meal. <laughs> but it's apparently got scorpion fish, sea robin, and European conger in it. And it's served hot. Okay. Um, originated in, well, France, but I was trying to look at the year. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. So the sauce for Bula Bays or whatever it is um, includes vegetables and, such as curget, whatever that is. Must be some rich people thing that I've never heard of. Onion and pepper, I've heard of that. But they're uh, similar with the bones. Oh, okay. To make the fucking sauce. But yeah, so apparently it's a fucking... It's like a fish soup. dish. Okay. Fish, okay. fish dish. Yeah. Right. Fish dish. <laughs> but oh, well. whatever that means <laughs> like in the context of that. So uh, B-boy fish stew. <laughs> B-boy fish stew for you. Um, ready to move on to your number dose? Uh, yes. Um, this is the song that introduced me to Ill Communication. And again, where I thought they weren't necessarily the original Beastie Boys. Flute Loop was mine. Really? For this that's, album. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, again, MTV saw the video. That's what threw me uh, for for loop, and also has one of uh, MCA's uh, most uh, recognizable lyrics in there. That kind of seemed uh, out of place at the time, but you know, considering who they were, first of all. Uh, but it is sure shot from ill communication, and it has a great yeah, that right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's catchy. The second you hear it. I think this was the first Beastie Boys song I tried to learn like all the lyrics soon, and I think I. Can I love how they on. ride the instruments on this. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. And also making references to, a, pretty sure like a lot of people wouldn't get, like who's Lee Dorsey, and it referenced a baseball player as well. Um, yeah, maybe they should have picked like good baseball players to reference. <laughs> that would like stand the test of time. Not just he had a good season. I, I don't know. Like, um, how do you rhyme Daryl Strawberry? Like uh, <laughs> Nolan Ryan with robberies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan with trying. You know, like we, we we can do this, man. Nolan Ryan was trying to get on a cereal box. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of rappers and cereal boxes, though, you saw the iced tea thing I sent, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's doing Cheerios now. Honey hey, Cheerios. He's got to lower that cholesterol, man, you know? <laughs> Dude, him and Shackard is everywhere. Dude. Dude, I mean, he's still fucking on uh, SVU, man, for fuck's sake. By the way, man, so Janelle, we saw the first episode of it, but there's a um, reality TV show called Shack Life. Oh my god! And it's just following Shaq around, dude. Shaq is amazinger than I thought he was. Like, really? Because <laughs> they they make him out to be so fucking stupid. Like okay. that's one thing. Joe no, see the show up, like, or yeah, like it's it's a TV show, but like uh-huh. but like the movies and all the stuff he's been in, ESPN shit. Like uh-huh. it's like they make him look stupid. He's actually like he's hilarious and mm. incredibly generous. Like. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure. I think I think a lot of it comes from the fact that if, whenever he's doing like interviews and stuff, and he has that, <laughs> and then steel and yeah, is it Kazam? Yes, Kazam. Yeah, fucking Shaq is a genie. We need to do that for yeah, quest at some it'll point. It'll show up at some point. Yeah, I tell you right now, a lot of people didn't listen to that steel episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> it still has like zero views on YouTube. <laughs> Guys, the movie rocks. <laughs> Fucking bunch of sycophants. I think it was uh, the, the the subtitle of a uh, dollar store, Dollar General, fucking uh, Iron Man. <laughs> that probably turns people off or something. No, see, I would see. Well, 
See, that's course. some people. I mean, of me. Course, yeah, where are, where are the designers of this <laughs> bullshit? And of course, we would jump at it. So I guess that's not a fair uh, argument to yeah. make. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know we would be like, fuck yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, one of the few... Uh, I think it is the one of the only episodes that has zero views on YouTube. <laughs> that is fucking gold. Oh. Hey, if we took the time, it's there. So like whatever the fuck. Hey, you know what? Um, I think that gets it an award in its own right, man. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> um, a video should be like the, the Razzies for podcasts or something. Yeah, even we couldn't convince people to listen. <laughs> like, <laughs> Couldn't listen to convince people to listen to people talk about the movie, let alone people wanting to watch the movie in general. Um, Which you should. You should. Yeah, check it out. This deal is awesome. Yeah. Um, check out Cinequest video. There should be a card somewhere around here that tells you to go to there. Yeah, that. Yeah, somewhere that'd be cool. There. You know, if you um, remember to put it in. If I, if, I will put it in. <laughs> <laughs> Mark the time, <laughs> and then this is going to be my card when Ray realizes he doesn't do doesn't do it, and he has to put in the, you know, Darkwing Drunk was right, you know, branding. Um, so what's your your number one track? Oh, oh baby! All right, so a little bit of a story for this one. Okay, go ahead. All right, so um, it's become a running joke in the house you now, but. It's only, it, but I only think that our daughter thinks that we're joking because mm-hmm. Janelle and I are serious. Right. You know? But she'll go out and just like, you know, hey, Nova, what's the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Nova will not respond. It's uh-huh. time to get ill for like, I mean, I, I figured if we had like a 20, you know, offer on the table, she'd do it. But, yeah. but it's so fucking great because, you know, you know, the kiddo will be like, no one even listens to Beastie Boys anymore. Like they're old and all this stuff. Like what's old people music? Because we're like, dude, you know, like there might be some kids at school listen to this awesome stuff. You know, it's funny. You she it. she says that there are a bunch of young kids on YouTube who are just doing this stuff. That's doing reactions of doing a barely like finding out about Beastie Boys, and I mean, it slaps according to the kids. You know, so uh, the the beats are fire. Also, oh, oh, um, another word that they use. Do we get some fire slaps though too? Fire. Dude, I, I'm pretty sure the the next the next I'm track sure. that comes up that I'm about to talk about gets like the most fire slaps. Oh man, we're <laughs> slapping fire, slapping like fire. Hold on, hold on, hold on here. Uh, but I want to play a little bit of a time to get ill. Yeah, because this one is just great. It's all about drinking. You know, like let's do it, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that old school scratching that heavy. Oh, it's great. Yeah, we should have made Brass Monkey for this episode. It would have been awful, but we could have done it, dude. Oh. Is that like like the equivalent of like MD twenty twenty or something? Well, it's 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 orange juice and like any cheap booze you could find, basically. Yeah. That sounds. Well, again, orange juice and MD twenty twenty. I mean, it was probably a part of the menu. Oh my yeah. god! Like that already sounds terrible. <laughs> they have an orange flavored version of MD twenty twenty, I believe. Um, it's orange influenced flavor. <laughs> it's like the it's like Lacroix, where they take the fruit and then just like wave it in front of the can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they rub the orange around the bottle and stuff. Precisely. <laughs> oh man. 
guess when I was a slightly younger man and would have my like let's say in college like you know on Fridays I'd have like a rotation of tracks it'd be Montel Jordan's is how we do it <laughs> regulators and usually time to Ill, time to get ill would come up as far as just my like let's just uh, get into a fun drinking night uh, I yeah I could the thing is if I hear Montel Jordan's song dude I'm gonna like dude it's think just, I can fucking groove too right now. it's just like you know like reaching for a cup that you don't even have when you listen to that fucking song dude. Like, I'm like you know I'm, I'm pretty sure you would if you if we go to any like 80s bar 90s bar and you hear Montel Jordan's song come up the whole fucking floor will oh go, it's gonna blow oh, up it'll blow up that shit. that's how I would feel if I'm by myself I would probably still do that <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure I've done that on a like a dance floor, or something. <laughs> and I'm a terrible dancer, by the way. So, um, but yeah. So I mean, I've heard dancing is something that happens to other people, but <laughs> well, I mean, I, if you if you seen anything, how uh, I don't feel too bad about the whole dancing thing because I feel like Mike D does like an Elaine dance from like uh, Seinfeld, <laughs> and you know he has that fucking. He does this shit and he's he's not a good dancer but I'm glad he just skips around and jumps around the stage and shit like that because you see him do that shit and you're just like damn he's white he's white <laughs> as fuck <laughs> uh, um, so we're going to my number one track and Hell yeah. that is my my favorite favorite this most was favorite a song great ad my, my most for, favorite you, song you threw it on late and forgot to like hit you up and be like yeah. that was good fine this is the one that is tops for me of all time Beastie Boys songs. Um, I never get tired of it. The beat is so good on this song. I think that this is like one of the first times that you listen to something that they're creating themselves. Word. And they have a bunch of instrument or musicians accompanying them as well. Uh, this track is brilliant. And it's so what you want. Check your head. See, like, why couldn't they get this sound all through that fucking album? See, I don't know. That's the thing. You can listen because you can discern their lyrics very easily, despite yeah. like the megaphone kind of approach. Yeah. But there's other tracks on this album. Where it's like I, I fucking gotta study this. And, uh... <laughs> but see, that's why I think this is like the, um, one of the standout tracks from uh, Check Your Head is because the beat itself is just to me, it's flawless. Like it's just flawless. How heavy well, that it's coming once again, in. Simply constructed, mm -hmm. but when it comes in concert, yeah. it's just so good. Yeah. yeah. But you know what's funny is that like the way they made their videos at this particular time has the visual representation of what the album kind of sounds like. Everything's distorted. Like colors are all pixelated and stuff in the back. So it kind of has that feel for the album itself, you know? And it happens even with uh, that other single that comes out is uh, Pass the Mic. Um, like nothing is, everything is almost like guerrilla filmmaking. That's cool. Uh, that's someone just take, uh, I mean, I think our phones are making better video than they did in, sure. <laughs> in these videos. Oh, I can guarantee that actually. Just, just particular quality, but I mean, like, you can get like a regular GoPro and just have a little light and just fucking follow people around <laughs> and while they're fucking <laughs> rapping into the goddamn little camera, you know? Like, that's basically what it is, you know? And this could be us if we could rap. <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> Um, there was a, a friend of mine that used to tell me, uh, she, she didn't know me like too well. Right. But I mean, she was like, um, 
that she had a sister that knew of me and she mentioned, she's like, you know what? She's like, I don't even know him too well, but I feel, and this was like probably like four years ago this happened, that she, that her sister says, why do I feel like he listens to a lot of the Beastie Boys? <laughs> 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 and I was just like, Damn, is she like clairvoyant or something? Because like, that is a very accurate statement. And You didn't try I, to marry I, that woman? <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, thinking, I was like, what part of me is coming off like I listen to the Beastie Boys? And I'm just thinking like, is it just the way I speak? Because I, I know I'm not speaking like, or I'm not in like any sort of like rhythm or rap tune or anything like that. Yeah, you don't sound like you're out of fucking New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from like Brooklyn or fucking Manhattan or anything, you know. Definitely not white. Um, I'm from South Texas. So, I mean, I really don't know. But she called it. She said, she. I just... That's hilarious. I seem like the type of person... Like I put off this vibe that I listen to the Beastie Boys a lot, <laughs> you know, and it was very true, and it still is to this day. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous, though accurate. Like, yeah, and mind you, I didn't have any like I don't have Beastie Boys gear on. I don't have any shirts that say Beastie Boys. I have no hats, um, unless someone is like scouring my Spotify playlist or like play <laughs> time, which they're not on here at all. Um, they wouldn't know that I'm listening to the Beastie Boys on a regular basis or. I don't know. It was just strange that you someone know, made that comment and I'm, I thought uh, it was funny. I'm, I'm kind of worried about my Spotify snapshot coming up this year because I'm just like, it's like, you know, so somebody scoured you know, my fucking Spotify is like, you listen to a lot of stuff about Magic the Gathering, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and MF Doom, huh? Oh, yeah. What a weird combo. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. Not, it's, God damn it. Well, I mean, I can see what so y'all were listening to Rhyming and Stealing about two hours ago, apparently. Me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I do you're like. My, I, you're my only person. You're the only person I follow on Spotify. <laughs> like, you're the only person I know on, like, on the fucking platforms. <laughs> well, I, I know I was following like Roland at some point, and a lot of it was just like synth wave stuff. Oh, see, I didn't yes. even know Roland Vogt was Spotify. I figured he'd be well. well too much he, of a- he he doesn't. He like does it sometimes, but like it's it's rare because like the, if I do like see what he's listened to at some point, if I just so happen to go on the yeah the computer the app or whatever, yeah. like it will show me who's been listening to what, and I've seen like his like synth wave stuff, and I'm just like, well, everything in its right place, you know, like everything <laughs> is as it should be because. <laughs> Rolling, listening to Synthwave, I go, well, he must be busy doing something because that's the only reason he'd be listening to music at some point. Um, but yeah, that's it for our top 10 of the Beastie Boys uh, tracks. Um, let's go over a few uh, honorable mentions. Yes. Um, I will say, again, we mentioned uh, Sabotage is probably another one of my favorite tracks of all time. It's a song that I listen to fairly regularly. I think it's supposed to have, holds up. I love it. Um and I will say also Intergalactic is also a good one. Uh, pass the mic. Wasn't that on? Intergalactic? That didn't hit our list. No, that didn't hit our Which list. Which is no. fucking weird. It is weird, but as I was also trying to stay as much away from like the hit singles as possible. Uh, because I know when Intergalactic came out, it was fucking huge. Oh, dude. And that thing popped off. People, uh, a lot of people were introduced to the Beastie Boys because of Intergalactic. And... I mean, uh, Hello Nasty is a great album. It's one I didn't explore until like later it's, on. It's fun. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's a fun not album. Until yeah. Relatively recently, did I sit down and go like, okay, let's just track one to end yeah. it, and it was a surprise. Uh, but again, like it's because I was stuck in the 
everything from ill communication down, skipping Paul's boutique. So I had those three albums on me uh, that I knew fairly well. And I, I do, I do own check your head on CD. Um, I don't think I ever owned ill communication. I know Joe had ill communication and I would listen to it from him. Um, but yeah, but I would definitely throw out slow and low, which is yeah. probably, yeah, it's, it's tough for license to ill, but that's up there for like top three tracks on mm-hmm. that album. I just, I don't know why I didn't include it. Um, but just, Oh, that song is so fucking good. Um, just the pacing, mm-hmm. everything, man. Cause it, cause it does feel like they do slow it down a little bit. Um, mm, so good. <laughs> uh, how about another? Uh, uh, rhyming and stealing on license to wasn't know, wasn't on here, but it was. What, what fucked me up though is up until we started recording, I thought that was on the list. It was on my list, but that's that's one of the ones I had to kind of like trimmed. pull off. Oh, okay, cool. Because I thought I saw it earlier, and I was just like, okay, cool. Don't have to throw that one up because that's one I wanted as well. At no, some point. <laughs> no, rhyming and stealing. It's also a great opener to license Hill. And I mean, it's about pirates. Yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking pirates. It's so cool. The other one that is my favorite on uh, Ill Communication is mm-hmm. B Boys Making with the Freak Freak. That um, one is fucking fun. It's just fun. It has lots of really fun lyrics, and then it has that little breakdown. This would be that kind of party. I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. First <laughs> yeah. time I ever heard that, and I thought that was hilarious. So, as, especially as a young kid, um, I'm just like, man, this is the kind of music I need to be listening to all the time, kind of thing. Uh, but anyways, um, I would say those for sure are my honorable mentions. I've got one more because it literally was scratched out of my list for Shad Rock, but uh-huh. Body Moving. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just one. such yeah. a fun track, you know, but it just sounds a little too infantile at times, though. Like yeah. with the hook, you it, know. You know what? It, it used to, I used to get that song confused. I thought they were like in collaboration with uh, um, who's that fucking guy? The guy that did that song with. Uh, it's a video with Christopher Walken and he's dancing around the fucking mall. Oh, fucking Fat Boy Slim. Fat dude. Boy Slim. Yeah. It, it kind of had like a Fat Boy Slim feel to me, like body moving, whatever. Like I, 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 I used could to, see I, that. I used to think that it was kind of like too much, like that particular uh, artist. Yeah, and apart from the video, I don't care for that song from Fat Boy Slim. Yeah, well, it's like, just, to to me a lot of those uh, like those types of. Um, artists like even like Moby and stuff like that like I, I kind of like fit them all into the same character even Daft Punk as well it's good stuff don't get me wrong but like uh, videos themselves like it's just whatever I was about to say like you know I feel a little attacked though because I like Moby like I realize Moby's no, pretty see, like, lame Mo- but- Mo- Moby's like it's got some good stuff don't get me wrong because I've, I've heard a lot of Moby stuff but like I'm that just, like, play album so I, I kind of like put them all into that same kind of category because they all kind of came out at the same time sure so that's where I fit like a lot of that especially when I heard it for the first time like I heard Moby like uh, Fat Boy Slim, uh, Daft Punk, but Daft Punk was like even early, even before that too. So I don't know. That's sort of just where it kind of fit into that little mm-hmm. box for me. Um, but I mean, I, I know uh, I had a friend of mine who loved listening to Daft Punk, and like Daft Punk was one of his favorite artists. And I've never given him a try, but I hope to at some point kind of like explore the category. I mean, I like that catalog. song with Pharrell Williams. They do. Get oh, it's a great song. Whatever. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's know? a fun song. It's catchy as shit. <laughs> um, it's almost like uh, one of those songs that crosses over where even like uh, like other adults that are not familiar with them start listening to like almost uh, like uh, Andre 3000 with that fucking Hey Ya song. Like everyone's <laughs> fucking listening to it. Everyone's singing it, you know? <clears throat> uh, but yeah, is there anything else you want to add about the Beastie Boys before we sign off? Um, 
They're fucking awesome. That's all. The Beastie Boys are fun. They're fucking awesome. Uh, always put me in a good mood. Always a good time. Um, I would say always put a smile on my face in some way or another because it's just fun as hell to listen to. Yeah, but I'd say like the top three artists that are played in this house. Yeah. Beastie Boys, Tool, and MF Doom. <laughs> and that's a great... That's a, <laughs> you such know, a weird I would say like MF Doom, stuff. you have Tool, and there's like Beastie Boys right in the middle, like fitting, <laughs> fitting, fitting them to like merging those uh, two genres together. And um, I, the, a phrase that I heard from uh, Marcus Parks when he was doing that podcast, it wasn't rap rock. It was punk rap or something like that, yeah. punk hip hop or something like that, um, which I, I feel that is more with the way they uh, are aligned because of where they come from is where they started and how they kind of incorporated those old school uh, hardcore elements into their music. And I mean, their hardcore stuff isn't the greatest well, at all. And, and just, just probably doesn't mean much, but I personally put in a, like a hard line between what I conceptualize as punk mm-hmm. versus hardcore punk. Right. Um, uh, there is a slight difference, uh, I would say. But it's for me, it just feels like there's like just this hard line in the sand, but also I don't listen to a lot of punk. Yeah. Um, it's just something that hasn't really grabbed me too hard. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like some of the classicos I can get behind, but overall yeah. that genre it just doesn't do it for me. I, I would say uh, hardcore punk is more... Because um, it reminds me more of like thrash too. It's just, well, see, that's where that's where a lot of th- like that was kind of stemmed from. So, so like, so thrash kind of helped push. Well, well no, I, I would say or, like like hardcore punk. Uh, thrash kind of stems from like a hardcore punk no kind shit. of vibe. Yeah, because it has like the speed, um, the I quickness. Just like, to it. like chronologically, it would have been the other way around though, because you had no, like no, a I, lot I, of speed metal and stuff coming in the early eighties. Well, see, see, the hardcore like, uh, but that was right around that fucking yeah, same time, time. Yeah, so like. <sighs> Uh, you have like punk starting and then you have uh, uh, hardcore kind of starting as well. And then a lot of the stuff them like came out of like late or early, like 1980 stuff. So like it kind of spreads out and then that's when you get like, even like Metallica loves like- Well, yeah, word. But get, like, that's why I invoke stuff. speed metal. Like usually, you know, I, I kind of like default Metallica for early speed right, metal yeah. attempts. Well, even if you listen to um, a lot of the, the Garage Inc. stuff, yeah. like a lot of that has- the punk stuff from back in the day that they were fans of. And even like uh, Guns N' Roses, um, they have, they uh, cop, they uh, cover a lot of punk stuff too. Cause like a lot of that stems from, but that's, that's where all like the glam stuff comes from and they go on the spur. That's and then, interesting. Yeah. And even like, cause punk and like hip hop are kind of coming up at the same time. So that's why they kind of can seem yeah, like they we'll easily like, like meld it together. You know, via No Dogs in Space and other uh, avenues of learning. It's like, you know, very clear that punk and hip hop had a interesting hand in hand relationship as they moved through. Yeah. But it'd be cool to see, and I'm sure people have written about this, but just how other genres got fucked with by that, yeah. which I think would be cool. Cause you yeah. kind of have like, cause I think it's really cool. You have like this, you know, the, the root of this music tree is mm-hmm. punk and then see where punk goes, but then it'll cross pollinate with something. Yeah. And well, that, that, I would say like punk and like uh, metal, like Black Sabbath and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, because like there's that that awesome documentary I've seen a little, most of. I just haven't finished, but like a band called Death. You yeah, know, yeah. Like covering 
just that. And it's like, holy shit, there's just so many links you can see even with their early stuff. Right, yeah. And it's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I love, like, ethnomusicology sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Just, it's cool. I'm it's just not stuff. smart enough to study it professionally <laughs> and make a buck off of it, you know? You know, I mean, it would be awesome if uh, it was a kind of a... I, I, I had always wanted to do, like, some kind of... And again, this was movies, music, uh, type of, uh, I won't say critique, but opinion based stuff. But I mean, I don't think I'm smart enough to do it necessarily. It's just, you realize a lot of people aren't smart enough to do it, but you still do it. But, so. the, but the thing is, like, these assholes get in the door early <laughs> yeah. and they become the authorities on it. Right. And they're fucking idiots or but, I mean, potentially yeah, idiots. I, I would say a lot of the people that do do it, like, also have no sort of background in music, also. Right. So they have a lot of opinions about that. So I, I like to hear more from people who are musicians and can give a little bit more of a context to how they perceive certain types of music or certain genres and stuff like that because I feel it's a little bit more well-informed just because they're in it. And I mean, I have a background, you have a background in somewhat uh, in uh, music or yeah. music uh, space whatsoever. Um, and we like a lot of type of music too. So we're not just like beholden to one type of genre. Yeah. So I guess last little fun little recommendation for listeners or viewers if this video ever goes up would be uh, there are a whole like a metric fuckload of videos out there of content creators that are former like jazz musicians or whatever but they're approaching you know modern music you know like vocal coaches that are you you know it's funny i i watch (laughs) i've been watching a lot of uh uh professional Classically trained singers, opera singers, like uh, critiquing uh, like 90s yep. music and stuff like that. I've been watching that a lot. That shit's amazing. Uh, and, I, and I love their breakdowns of how they use like certain types of their voices or vocals and stuff like that or what they're attempting to do and maybe not successfully doing at it or going at it. And I also listen to a lot of like like particular musicians, like actual either drummers, talk yeah, about drummers, drummers, talking about drummers yeah, or guitar players it's talking cool. about drummers. It's great. Like I, that's the kind of uh, opinions or critiques that I'd like to watch Yeah, because they have a knowledge of what it takes to do all that stuff. And it's great. It's great stuff. Um, so yeah, just listeners, viewers go out on your, your next YouTube poll, check the sort of stuff out. Like I can't remember any, any dudes or gals off the top of my head, but, like I said, there's a ton of this stuff out there. So yeah. if there's a musician or a singer you dig that's fairly popular, there's a good chance that they've been covered mm-hmm. by some of these these content creators. And it's just it's a really fun way to look at stuff that we all love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But yeah, I mean yeah. So <laughs> just I mean, delve deep into more music. It's fun. Um if you have a guilty pleasure, just Embrace it. Dude, just embrace it, dude. Like, fuck. Um, You know, as a teenager, you get very picky and choosy when you have a certain type of attitude about what music sucks and why anyone should listen to this garbage. I fucking listen to everything now. Like, all that attitude is out the window now as you get older. Just fucking enjoy what you want. I didn't really suffer from that too much. I I did. did. Like, (laughs) it was just, but fortunately, uh, like, my old man, incredibly eclectic musically, just... I will say this though, there was a lot of times where I didn't talk about the types of music that I was listening to, not in front of people. And then a lot of it had to do with like uh, old uh, top 40, like 50s and 60s bands, um, where I fell in love with a lot of the, like the duet type of uh, very, um, 
Is it the is it the Osmond Brothers or something like that? Or a lot of like singer songwriter stuff too. Like back in the fifties and the seventies, uh, even like uh, Dave Clark Five is like one of my favorite bands too. And I mean, I when you're in high school, you're not gonna be like, hey guys, you gotta listen, check out the Dave Clark Five. Like, no one fucking give a fuck. I didn't give a shit, man. Yeah, like I'll sit there and just. Going to school, fucking listening to like Fans of the Opera, like full <laughs> blast, like windows rolled down, like this is my metal music, dude. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Here's some culture, bitches. Well, I mean, I was also listening to like uh, at the time, uh, like Billy Ocean, <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins. I mean, it's not the stuff that you want to like, you're trying to be like cool. Cause I mean, at the time, all the people around you are listening to like uh, Alternative you know, Nirvana. Earth, Wind, and Fire is really fucking dope. <laughs> uh, you know, Boston's really hitting it hard when wait, they fucking have that song Amanda. Oh, Wait, you're you're not gonna sleep with me, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, <laughs> enjoy music, people. Uh, create your mixtapes. Uh, the mixtape for this will be on the description or like on our website as well, so you can link to it if you want to check it out. Uh, but I mean, you can go on Spotify and type well, in just Beastie Boys. Type in Beastie Boys, hit random, it, yeah, and have fun. Go for it, yeah. Or go album to album. Either approach. Uh, I don't think that you'll be. Disappointed, you know, no. yeah, feeling yeah. you know left in the cold, yeah, yeah. The, every album has more than two handfuls of uh, songs that you're gonna enjoy at least. But I will say, if you're a newish listener, stay away from Check Your Head. <laughs> precisely, just <laughs> if you're a newer listener, stay away from just Check Your audibly, Head. Audibly, it's yeah. tough to get into, um, yeah. or any of the hardcore stuff before that. You can go like to License to Ill. Uh, Paul's Boutique, uh, Ill Communications, uh, or uh, Hello Nasty. I would say start off with any of those four and then branch off from there. Like, you should be good. Uh, But Check Your Head is uh, not one that I would recommend for the newest listener to like explore because uh, it's going to catch you, it's take you off guard. Yeah. And it's it's like more doing homework than listening to music. Yeah. Um, And I feel that that will really turn. Somebody off from the Beastie Boys. Yeah, and um, and, it, and it is a band still trying to figure out what they're trying to like figure yeah, out I mean, their it's sound. Their fucking third album, you know. Yeah. They've been really doing stuff for about what eight years, maybe at that point. Probably because eighty six is when Licensed Ill dropped. I, I will say this though that um, I do appreciate Check Your Head be, and just the Beastie Boys in general because they didn't stick to the formula. Going like they did one type of record, didn't do that for the second one at all, and then jump ship from that, I feel that. Yeah, and yeah, did yeah. something else completely. So I do respect them as artists in general, just growing, and then eventually just saying, "Well, fuck it, we're just gonna do whatever we want," and then they just do it, and then that's it, and it's fucking great. So then you get live in the five boroughs with tracks like "Hey, fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's always great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess that's it for Anatomy Mixtape. Uh, we hope you had fun listening, and uh, hopefully we'll get one out to you a lot sooner than uh, before. Or since yeah, hopefully it won't be another two three months. Like yeah, well, November, December, yeah. January. February. Let's not do the math on that. It's, just it's about three or four months. It's, it's, it's depressing. depressing. Yeah, it's yeah. Depressing. Let's, let's not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so hopefully we'll get it out to you sooner and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, listen to more music and have fun. Yeah. See you next time. Explore fucking music. All right. See you later.